the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. You're listening to the eighth season of CHSL Football on the Patriot. Our game of the week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and The Student Connection. Listen each week as we bring you exciting matchups within the best league in the state. Now, it's time to send it to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth. Here are the voices of CHSL football, Jeremy Otto and Dylan Dixon. Welcome, everyone, to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. What a beautiful campus it is and another warm and muggy day here today for some football. It's the Oak Park Knights and the Orchard Lake St. Mary's Eaglets here today. Jeremy Otto alongside Dylan Dixon to bring you the call. Two historic programs, two historic Catholic League coaches of the past as well. Obviously, Greg Carter has his roots at DePores, and George Port has been here for so, so long. And this starts his last season as the head coach of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, which she's had so much success with. But there's a lot of storylines in this one to get to, Dylan. But uh, what's the first one you want to start with here today? Well, the first storyline that we have no chance of ignoring here today is two legendary coaches going at it with their programs that they've led for so many years. And they're trying to go out on the right step. So Coach Porrid here, he's going into his last season. He's already declared it before the season. So these guys have a lot to play for trying to get Coach some hardware on his way out of here. And on the other side of the ball, Coach Greg Carter, he's been able to lead his team, lead his program for several years. He's already a Catholic League Hall of Famer, legendary coach in his own right, and he's trying to lead his team to another championship year. The red turf here today sticks out. I don't know if that makes it hotter or the same as <laughs> any other turf, but uh, the, the sun certainly jumps off at these red jerseys on the red turf. is pretty jarring as always, but we're happy to be back here at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, and it's a St. Mary's team that's probably itching to just have a regular year. So many pauses last year for them. They only ended up with four regular season games, and obviously with the situation of only one win as well, but everybody made the playoffs last year, so them and LaSalle, really the biggest teams benefiting from that and now we're to the new rules and the hope is that everybody gets their regular nine games in but for st mary's just 
happy to turn the page. Yeah, and for both of these teams today, their records last year are not a true indication of the talent level or the skill level of their teams. You know, St. Mary's went 2-4 and four last year, as you talked about. But this team, this is a team that lost a lot of games by one point here, one point there. They have a very dominant defense, but it's just a matter of if they're able to get their offense back to the consistent, fluent level that they were at in 2019 when they were averaging over 30 points a game. And that's certainly, you know, an offense capable of it. They have a five-headed monster kind of in this running back game. We'll talk about that a little bit more. The quarterbacks were an issue for both of these teams heading into the year as well. There was quite a few battles and still an ongoing battle from what we know from Oak Park here today. We'll talk about that more when we get back on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Football Game of the Week is brought to you by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. Attention Realtors, are you sick and tired of working with a lender that you can't get a hold of? Are you and your clients tired of waiting 30 days or more to close? Your lender is an extension of you, and they value the work you do for their clients as well. At Midden Mortgage Lending, you can expect consistent closings in 14 days or less. Their rates are great, but their service is even better. Check out their five-star Google reviews and see how Midden Mortgage Lending can help you grow your business and help your clients get their keys without any headaches. NLMS 1723481. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Dennis Prager always delivers wisdom. There is another beginning of wisdom. You are the biggest problem in your life. That is the beginning of health. The left does exactly what ruins people's lives. They teach them that they are not the problem, but society is. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week continues next. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now back to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth on the Patriot. We talked about it before the break as we rejoin you here from Orchard Lake St. Mary's in our Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week. There was a big-time quarterback battle for both of these two teams for St. Mary's. Two guys kind of going at it, Brady Braden Leiden won it, the 5'11", 180-pound quarterback in safety. He's a junior, played on the junior varsity level last year as well. For Oak Park, though, things haven't been really clear since the start of the year. There's a senior in the occasion. He will not play here today, we don't think. Durante Harris is another guy. Bishop James um, is somebody who will maybe both play here today, Dylan. 
Yep, and with it being game one, there's not a lot of film out on these guys. So us and Orchard Lake St. Mary's, we don't truly know what to expect out of this quarterback situation. But the thing is, for both of these teams, coaches are looking to rely on a pretty heavy, dominant run game. So that should be helpful for the quarterbacks on both sides. Same for Orchard Lake St. Mary's as well. Their guy, Brady Leiden, or Braden Leiden, in his first year, and Coach Port kind of talking about the frustrating aspect it was for his quarterback last year, was injured to start the year, then came back, hurt his wrist, went out. Another reason that kind of contributed to what is a rougher year in the end for this Orchard Lake St. Mary's team. We'll get to our keys to the game a little bit later, but something that's very apparent, and we already talked about it in our open was how this is the last year for George Port. But when you look at the Catholic High School League, he's really the last, quote, legend around. I mean, you saw Rob Goddard depart from Shrine a couple years ago. You saw um, Tom Mack. It's been four or five years now since he's been gone from Catholic Central. Alfred Casso's last season at Brother Rice, I believe, 2013-2014. So those legends starting to fade away of sorts, not you know still with us, fortunately, all of them are. But uh, at the same time... Um, a change of the guard here eventually at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And you just wonder, you know, who that next legend might be. Any thoughts, Dylan? Well, next legend, you know, you can look on to Coach Roan over at De La Salle. He's a guy who I expect to be in the program for a very long time. He's had a very successful coaching career already on the west side of the state, coaching that over at West Catholic. And then going over to Ferris State where he continued to, to learn, add to his resume, and also – continue to be very successful at a great D2 program. And now he's here on the on our side of the state, taking over De La Salle. Took him to a championship in the first year. Very promising start to the season last year, or last week, yesterday, I should say. And I think he's a guy who can really carry the torch in terms of legendary Catholic League coaches. Another guy that kind of falls under the radar just because he plays or coaches for a smaller school, but he's been there since the beginning of the program, and it's done just a great job leading the Everest Collegiate Mountaineers is Mike Prunicki. I mean, he's a guy who, you know, has had 50 to 20 athletes this year. Now his program is up to 30, 40 players, which is pretty remarkable given that school just has over 100 guys, kind of the same as Loyola. But he has a chance to go down as one of the better coaches in the Catholic League as well. Time to take a look around the Catholic High School League in terms of the scores from yesterday, brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Not too favorable overall for Catholic League schools. It was certainly in our matchup as Dakota dropped the game to Brother Rice, 35-21. to In that one, 21-0 after the first half. Then 21 answered points for Dakota to tie things up. And then Brother Rice was able to sneak and get two touchdowns. Probably going back and looking at the film, they're not going to be the, happy with the way they started that second half and kind of how it unfolded in the middle. But if you're Brother Rice, you still have to be happy with the way you performed on the road late in the game like that. And that's got to be one of the bigger wins for them in the last five years or so. Definitely has to be one of the bigger wins for them. Their program back on the come up. They've been legendary for several years. And this year is kind of one of those years where they're trying to, they're trying to prove their place on the map again. They're trying to show that they're still the old dominant brother rice of the past that we're used to seeing. So yesterday they lost a little bit of juice at the start of the second half. But they picked it right back up in the fourth quarter when the game evened out at 21-21. And they continued with four, with 14 points to finish the win. So they won 35-21. Other games around the Catholic League as well. Last night that went final. Whitmore Lake defeated Ann Arbor Richard 28-12. Livonia Clarenceville all over Cranbrook 
34-6 to to start the LaFontaine era over there. Chip Valley with a larger victory than the way that game started, 45-20 to over Catholic Central. We'll carry Catholic Central next week as they take on another very talented Davison team as well. UD Jesuit with a big win in week one over the team they beat in the first round of the state playoffs as well. Last year, Gross Point North, 35-13. Liggett uh, gets a win in week one. Bruce and company leading them to that 34 to nothing over Detroit Communication, Media, and Arts. Divine Child in what's got to be one of the higher scoring games of the night. Riverview defeating, defeating the Falcons 64 to 42 how about that madison heights madison 34 shrine 6 and cardinal mooney beating sterling heights parkway christian 28 to nothing we'll get to the games happening tonight there's some other good ones besides the one we have here today opening kick between orchard lake st mary's oak park coming up shortly but for now we're going to send it to east lansing for this week in high school sports with john ross john Welcome to the 2021-22 school year, and welcome back to this week in high school sports. We'll be with you every week from now until the end of March, getting you caught up on the biggest stories in the high school sports world. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports. We start with football as week one games kick off Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week. We're back to a nine-game regular season with the top 32 teams in each of the eight divisions advancing to the MHSAA 11-player tournament. Playoffs start October 29th, and the MHSAA finals for 11-player are November 26th and 27th at Ford Field. The eight-player finals will be the week before, on November 19th or 20th, and that's two divisions with the top 16 advancing in each. Selection Sunday is October 24th, and playoff participants will be chosen by a strength-of-schedule playoff point system. This is the same point system used last year, but because of the pandemic, everyone made the playoffs a year ago. This year, we're back to the top 32 in each division for 11-player and top 16 for 8-player, and teams already know which division they are in. To find out your division or how points are calculated, go to MHSAA.com and click on Football. MHSAA Executive Director Mark Ewell is excited to see the changes to the playoff format. Football fans will notice the MHSAA playoffs will look a little bit different this fall. That's because the six wins and you're in playoff formula has been replaced by the strength of schedule. Schools for years have struggled finding opponents during the regular season, especially those programs that have had some success over the years. To get into the playoffs, it will be based strictly on playoff points and schools will now see a benefit when scheduling tough opponents win or lose. This new approach will build excitement, and our schools will hope it will address the scheduling problems that have been a challenge for many years. Football is just getting started, but some sports are already in action. Game balls this week go to Nagani Girls Tennis. The Miners won the 2020 Upper Peninsula Division I Championship, and they opened the 2021 season with a win over West Iron County, the reigning UP Division II champs. Lily Nelson won her number one singles match, 6-1 and 6-love. Lansing Catholic Girls Golf. The Cougars shot a tourney-best 354 in winning the Hanover Horton Invitational. Amanda Melling led the way for Lansing Catholic, firing a 77 at Cascades Golf Course. And to the Ann Arbor Pioneer Girls Swim Team, last year's MHSAA champs opened the new year with a convincing win at the Huron Relays. 
Everyone in sports is in search of the elusive perfect game. Making every shot, completing every pass, striking everyone out, getting each call right. That's right. Game officials enjoy the competition and seek perfection just like the players do. If you still have that competitive streak and want to help kids by giving back, maybe becoming a high school official is for you. To register, log on to MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with MHSAA Assistant Director Brent Rice. This season, MHSAA officials will return to the fields, courts, and mats under some different conditions than in the past 18 months. Other than a few select instances, all MHSAA protocols, procedures, and playing rules have returned to what they were pre-COVID. This means that football team boxes will return to the area between the 25-yard lines, traditional ball handling and other officials' mechanics will return in all sports, and post-game handshakes will be permitted as each school sees fit. Of course, individual schools may retain certain precautionary measures, and officials are always permitted to use personal medical protective equipment. Additionally, there will be some rule modifications that were adopted during the pandemic that will likely be kept as part of the normal playing rules for moving forward. The one that stands out for the upcoming fall season is that in volleyball, teams will not switch benches or sides of the net unless a referee determines that a team is at a disadvantage due to the layout of facilities and obstructions. Thanks, Brent. You can be a referee. Just go to the MHSAA website now to register. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. Hugh Hewitt sees the president being stubborn. When someone has an older parent, as you do and I did, they learn what happens when people hit 75 and then older, and they don't become uh, disabled. They become stubborn, fixed in their opinions, argumentative, and resistant to change or new information. Everybody knows it, and it's just so uncomfortable is the right word. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot. Now back to Jeremy Otto. Welcome back, everyone, to the fine campus of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, one of the bigger facilities, certainly in the state of Michigan, for just a high school. You have a hockey arena here behind us, a basketball stadium as well, and a Fairly new football turf field here that is bright red. I believe it's still only the second in the country that is this color on a base, you know, all throughout. Then you have the black end zones and the red OLSM on the left side and the right side as well. Eaglet Power is behind the goalpost to the right side, kind of look and feel of what we have here today. Time to take a look at, you know, what Orchard Lake St. Mary's will feature here today and a big part 
of their game, and it has been for a long, long time, is that three back set the wishbone offense. And that's, you know, not easy to call, <laughs> number one for us, because it's hard to identify who's where. It's not easy to play against, and it kind of lulls you to sleep a little bit, doesn't it, as a defender? Well, yeah, especially as a defensive back, this type of offense is one that can easily lull you to sleep, and St. Mary's preys on that. So what they're going to do today, we're going to see that wishbone set, which is where we have two tight ends. Uh, we don't really have any split-out receivers. We have three running backs in the backfield. So this is a very run-heavy offense for St. Mary's. It has been for the past 30-plus years, and that's going to continue today. Now, what they're going to want to do after they've run their wishbone, they've kind of lulled the guys to sleep, they're going to want to attack them by doing some play-action passes. So the way to really defend that for, for uh, Oak Park here today is going to be them having a lot of guys in the box. So they're going to want to dedicate at least eight guys to the box on every play because St. Mary's is going to have at least eight guys in the backfield every play. So you want to match numbers with numbers. And then in terms of coverage, I stick to something like a cover three for the defense. So that way the defensive backs, yes, they're focused on pass every play, but they're also able to have their eyes in the backfield, read if there's an immediate toss or run play to their side, and stop it. But you want to dedicate that whole front seven to stopping the run and trust that you have some dogs back at defensive back to take care of the pass when it happens. I mean, it's almost cliche, but concentration is, is the key to something like that, right? Yeah. So you say concentration, and that's going to be huge because eye discipline is going to be huge for, the, for these defensive backs and linebackers of St. Mary's. They can't get stuck in the eye dressing and the window dressing there where the St. Mary's doing a couple fake handoffs and stuff. They need to just stay true to their rules, play their gaps, and be disciplined today. Discipline is going to be a huge word and a huge theme for today. You never got burned by this offense personally, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that, yeah. You know, this red turf is something. It's, it's actually a distraction for these teams coming out here. They see the red turf. Like you said, it's one of a kind throughout the nation. It kind of, it's psychological. It does something to, to the defending team. So St. Mary's is used to practicing on this turf. They see it every day. But the other team, the opposition, they come out here, they see it, and it's just one thing that's, that's going to get in their head. So, And there's a lot of red. Even, you know, as we watch the captains go out, it, the, these jerseys, like, pop in your face. And I'm wearing sunglasses, but it almost hurts to look at them right now. And on the other side, it's also a lot of red and white for Oak Park because that's their color scheme. They're wearing what would be their norm, normal home, home whites here today as they warm up on the right side of the field. But uh, something interesting to track as the game goes on and i know some of your pieces to the keys to the game are probably just about what you talked about but some other factors you think for these two sides today yeah so keys to winning for this game today they're going to sound cliche they're going to sound like things that you could say in terms of any football game but they're going to hold true just like we saw in our catholic league game of the game of the week that we saw yesterday so for oak park their key their number one key today is going to be to take care of the ball so they're going to want to eliminate any types of turnovers that they could possibly have, interceptions, fumbles. You don't want to give a team like St. Mary's a chance to get the ball and do what they do, which is bleed the clock. So they want to take care of the ball. They want to make the most of every drive for Oak Park. Good stuff. Well, kickoff is coming up shortly here on the Patriot. Take a look at some of the other skilled players on this team. When we get back on the Patriot, stick with us. The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400, WD. Detroit, the Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM. 
Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Welcome back, everyone, to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Just moments away from the starts of our Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week. Orchard Lake St. Mary's in Oak Park here today. Orchard Lake St. Mary's making their appearance on the field just before kickoff. Their fans serenading them and their Red jerseys with the white numbers. And that St. Mary's flag spiked under the goalpost on the left side as they get ready for their first home game in front of a as big a crowd as they want, I guess you could say, here tonight. What an atmosphere it was last night. We were obviously at one of the biggest schools in the state of Michigan in Macomb, Dakota. Their fans packed it in and what's a huge side of stands. Brother Rice with a pretty good showing on the far side of the field. It's just good to see everybody here, isn't it? Yes, it's definitely good when we see everyone here. You know, kids get to see grandpa, grandpa. I see a lot of family out in the stands today. They're seeing everyone that they want to perform in front of, make proud, and really just put their family name out there and make the most of it. So this is an amazing environment. It's not quite as big of a stadium as last year, but it's or, or as last night, but it's every bit as loud as that stadium. So a lot of prideful fans out here in the red and white for St. Mary's. There's a good amount of returners on this Orchard Lake St. Mary's roster. One is Tommy Boss. He's kind of the lead man at running back in their five-man crew that they have out there. It's Boss, Ruckhaber, Cannon, Nesson, and Boyle who all see time. Meath and D.C. Temple are really key on the outside. You'll never really see them in a true wide receiver spot, but mostly out there is you know kind of in that double-tight formation which kind of you talked about earlier that's why you never really know are they throwing or are they running most of the time they're running but they could easily throw it to two guys who can catch it very easily yes and st mary's they have two very special weapons at tight end so for this type of offense that they're running executing using tight ends two tight ends pretty much every play mostly in a blocking capacity but when these guys stretch the field on those play action passes number one those guys can run 
They're huge. Meath at six foot four, and DC at six foot six. They're two huge targets for the quarterback, and I'm sure they're going to be safety blankets today when they go to the pass. Well, Glennie Cross is one of the best players in the secondary here today. The senior defensive back has been playing on this varsity squad for the last four years, Dylan. Yes, Glennie Cross. We've heard a lot about him. He's the, he's a four-year starter for this team. Um, he was ranked actually 33rd in the state. And he had a chip on his shoulder. He, he didn't think there were 33 players better than him today. So tonight, here's a night for him to prove it against one of the best teams in the state. Well, this should be a great one. It's the Knights of Oak Park and the Eaglets of Orchard Lake St. Mary's here at home in our second game this week. So glad we could bring you two games. Football Game of the Week on the Patriot kickoff is next. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics politics and religion it's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them why follow their rules detroit has two radio stations that shatter them one documents the rebuilding of a great america while the other shares the promise of the infinite the patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation faith talk detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart the patriot fm 101.5 and am 1400 and faith talk detroit on fm 92.7 and am 1500 you're listening to the eighth season of CHSL Football on the Patriot. Our game of the week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and the Student Connection. Listen each week as we bring you exciting matchups within the best league in the state. Now it's time to send it to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth. Here are the voices of CHSL Football. Jeremy Otto and Dylan Dixon. So glad to have you with us again here on a fine Friday night for some football. Hot, humid, and sunny here today. Some storms ran through the area, but it feels like you could reach up, grab a cloud, grab some rain and a glass. <laughs> That's how hot and muggy it is. Very still air, as always, in these high school press boxes. So we're trying to survive without over-sweating ourselves here in the first half. Well, people ask me, What's a credit union? I tell them the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit. No, they're a, and you're a customer, not a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com, federally insured by the NCUA. St. Mary's getting ready to kick this one away. Right to left it will come. Ryan Kirk teeing it up, 6 foot tall, 175 pounds. The young sophomore here today. Right in the middle of the field is where he puts it. Just a single man deepest here for Oak Park as it's going to spin in to the end zone for a touchback. Doesn't matter 
how far it is. If you have one foot in, two feet in, it's a touchback here in high school football. They'll start on the 20. Yep, and Orchard Lake, St. Mary's picking up right where they left off in the kicking game last year. They had a kicker who committed to the, to the University of Michigan last year, and with this first kickoff of the year, they put it right in the end zone, and now Oak Park has 80 yards to march in order to get to, to a touchdown. Yeah, certainly a special player. Won some games down the stretch throughout his four-year varsity career. And the offensive group is a little bit laid out there as Greg Carter talks with them a little bit longer. Defensive group for St. Mary's is out early after breaking their huddle in the middle of the field here tonight. We're going to have to watch the quarterback game all night long for this Oak Park team because they're still moving through it. And unfortunately, they send out a guy we don't have a name for. He's number 11 on the roster here today. Single wide receivers or running backs on each side. Two wideouts to left, one to the near side here. High snap. It's floated into the hands of the moving Watson there. And Watson is able to make something out of nothing as he gains two yards across the 24-yard line. Yeah, very athletic one-handed catch by the quarterback on that bad snap there. And he was just able to get that ball off to the bubble screen, gaining three or four yards there on that first play. And stick with us. Orchard Lake St. Mary's is a bit of a lower press box, so it's kind of hard to see some of these numbers sometime and plays develop, but we'll do the best we can. Second down and seven. Ball is spotted up to the 23-yard line, just 20 seconds into this first half of action. Oak Park. Sends single wide receivers on each side. It's a three-man front for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Sending a man off the left edge here looking to get quickly in on this running back who runs across the right side and gains one more yard up to the 25-yard line here. Great job by St. Mary's defense. Just converging on that run play quick. Um, stopping them up for just a one-yard gain. It was Javion Jennings who took the football that time. And with 11.30 left, it's all of a sudden a third and five for this Oak Park offense. We know this is not Harris, and we certainly know it's not Bishop James at quarterback because both of those guys were tossing in their believed-to-be numbers in the pregame. So not sure if this was just a late substitution in terms of this number, but regardless, they have number 10 out there to begin play. Third down and five from their own 25. They move left to right here in the first quarter. Arms extended. One clap. He gets a snap on it. Some pressure coming for the Eaglets. Looks to throw on third down through the hands of Flenny Cross. The talented defender playing offense here. It'll bring up fourth down and five. And they'll have to quickly punt it away to begin this game. And Zane Messon, number 22 there, he broke on that ball quickly right as soon as it was thrown. Made a quick tackle on the on the uh, offensive player before he could even catch the ball and incomplete pass. Zane's another guy that you're going to see wreak havoc on the offensive side of things. Charles Galepsi, one of their better athletes, is in to punt it away with his bright yellow shoes. He claps and receives a long snap. High hang time, as high as the light towers here at St. Mary's. Fumbled on the other end by Mary's. Fumbled again. They pick it up, and they rule that play dead. Ooh, that seemed a bit premature by your officials here tonight. Glenn, or check that, uh, Jake Rockhaber was the returner 
for St. Mary's. He initially bobbled it off there. It bounced about chest high to him. Bobbled it again. It was loose on the deck, and the officials ruled it dead. Yep, and the officials are in the middle of the field talking about it right now, but mm, they say St. Mary's they football. They ruled it St. Mary's football. Not so sure about that one, but hey, we don't have replay here at the high school level, so there it is. St. Mary's football, and they're going to take the ball. They have about 55 yards to get to the touchdown. Well, Oak Park did everything right. I mean, you want to continue that play. They didn't necessarily run in the end zone, but they gobbled it up and started running. So if it was reversed and it was ruled Oak Park football as long as they had it, they certainly did have it. Here comes this wishbone offense starting under center. He'll be there most of the night is Braden Leiden. Three backs behind him in these red jerseys for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Inside handoff, powers over the left side. They're quickly into Oak Park territory at the 46-yard line. That's Zane Nesson with the first carry of this game. And Zane Nesson, he's a junior today. He's a guy, he just made a play on third down for defense, and now he's right back turning around for offense. He's on one of those deep running back positions. He's going to get a lot of carries tonight, and and deservingly so. He has eight yards on that first carry of the game. Ruck Haber, Cannon, Nesson, Boyle, all names you will see along with Tommy Boss in the running back slot. Three-man set, second down and two from the left hash here. They're going to be close to a first down, and the second effort by Nesson might just get it to him there. Actually, that's uh, Aiden Boyle who took it on the left side. Difference of 22 and 26, and Boyle is, in fact, able to gain a first down as they spot it up to the Oak Park 43-yard line here on the near hash in a scoreless game with 9.50 to go in the first. Aiden Boyle, he's another guy back there that fits the mold of a St. Mary's running back. Big, physical, able to carry the ball, ball control. That's what coach is looking for, and he's going to give the ball to anybody he feels comfortable with to, to carry the ball and get a few yards every play. Just feels like they have a running back academy here, doesn't it? <laughs> first <laughs> down and 10 from the Oak Park 43-yard line here. They're going to fake the run and roll out and pass for the first time today hit as he throws that is broken up looking on the far side for the man that they love to throw to dc temple the biggest target maybe on either of these two teams 6'6 220 dropped the football at around his knees length there it's second and 10 and right there that was the, the play action waggle play so you can expect them hey it's first down um orchard Lake, oak park is getting used to seeing a lot of that run on first down but hey they're going to switch it up, give them a play-action look from time to time to try to create some big plays there. Playmaker, number 88, D.C., Temple. He aligns on the left side of the line, double tight. That's how they like to roll most of the time. Three running backs still, quarterback under center, chopped up the middle into the hands of Aiden Boyle, and Boyle is going to gain about two. So decision time, if they don't get a first down after this, that's only a gain maybe a one after the spot's up to the 42-yard line. It's third and nine. Yeah, and it's not necessarily St. Mary's forte, but here on third and long, this may be one of those times where we see St. Mary's get into their shotgun formations and, and look to pass it. That's exactly what they do here. Good call, my friend. Trips to the right, one to the near side. Bochenek is the wide receiver we see for the first time right in front of us. Claps, gets the shotgun snap, fades it off right, has a first down. If he catches it, he sure does. Spinning his way to a first down, plus about five more. Jake Ruckaber, a guy who played a lot of slot last year, will be playing more running back this year. But regardless, he gains a first down up to the 31 of Oak Park on the far side. Yep, so on that play there, they had trips to the right side of the field, which was a side with the more amount of field there for them to kind of work to. 
quarterback ran over. He did a sprint out, and there was a flood concept there, so they flooded that zone. And the third receiver, the slot, he was able to come open on a deep out and get a first down. 0-0 for now. Orchard Lake St. Mary's driving right to left down the field here. First down and 10 from the Oak Park 31-yard line. Charging it up the middle with another handoff as they scoot just two yards shy of the first down at the 25. A late flag is down kind of after that play was ending. Late flag coming in there. Not sure exactly what it is yet. Looks like we have a face mask on the defense there. So free yards for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Free 15. Zane Nesson checks out on this play. Back to George Port to receive the play call. Braden Leiden. First start at the varsity level. He already has a pass under his belt for an offense that doesn't throw a lot, so that's not too bad. So first down and 10. They're up to the 21-yard line in the far hash. 7.56 still left to go in to score this first quarter. Three back set. Lead in under center once again. Hands it off right side. That's Cannon. Cannon with a burst of speed through the line as he's all the way up to about the 12-yard line there. That will be a six-yard gain on first down. And Cannon's been balling for this team for several years. He's now in his senior season. He's a star on the defensive side of the ball. He has one of the highest football IQs of any player I've seen in the state. And they're also going to use him here at running back because he's just a great athlete. He's one of those guys who leads the team with emotion, and he's going to lead these guys tonight. Second down and a short five as they scrimmage just in front of the 15-yard line in between the hash marks here. Lead and under center. Calls for the ball now. Hands it off left side. They have that side. And, wow, look at a truck over his defender. Getting low on him was Charles Gillespie. That's not an easy guy to get past. But Aiden Boyle literally trucked him over for a first down and goal situation to the four-yard line. And that's St. Mary's football for you right there. So Boyle there, he, he could have possibly ran outside and tried to outrun our defender there, but he just chose to ran straight, straight through him. And, hey, they're down to the three-yard line now and knocking on the door for a touchdown. Cannon, Boss, and Boyle still out there at the running back spot. It's Cannon who gets the call, and Jordan is easily walking in for a touchdown, and he's hit after the play a little bit late. They won't call it, though, as he storms out of that dog pile to the left side in front of his own bench. Orchard Lake celebrating a 6-0 lead here with 6.39 to go in the first. And that's their guy right there, Jordan Cannon, the guy we talked about in the pregame today. He's going to be their guy all day. So offense, defense, short yardage, you can guarantee they're going to get the ball to number six, and he converts their touchdown St. Mary's. Coming in as a late lineman on special teams here, Gabe Day, the 6'1", 195-pound man. To attempt this extra point, Vaughn Slimak. So a different PAT and field goal kicker as this one is up and through. St. Mary's with an early 7-0 lead. 6.39 left to play in the first quarter here on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. 
Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. You're listening to CHSL Football on the Patriot. Jordan Cannon with another Siena Heights University touchdown. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. 7-0 Orchard Lake St. Mary's because of it. With 6-39 and 39 still to play in this first quarter. And that's the perfect St. Mary's drive. That's what they're looking to create. Take a lot of time off the clock, dominate the ball, and score. Kirk teeing this one up, and he is going to scoot that one into the end zone. Looking to return it is Glennie Cross, but he had to kind of sidewind his way in front of the left pylon, and the officials run that right away. And again, Oak Park will come out with it on the 20-yard line like they started last time. Had to punt the first time around. Just didn't look in sync offensively to begin their first drive like St. Mary's did. Yeah, and that, that happens when you're playing against a really good defense like St. Mary's. Like I said, they have one of the best defensive leaders in all of the state. And number six, Jordan Cannon there, he's setting the defense. He's been there since at least a sophomore starting for this team. And he's a senior now, so he's ready to take into that true linebacker tradition that's been built at St. Mary's and be the next great legend here. So, again, number 11 comes out at quarterback. We unfortunately do not have a name for him. We'll try to find out in between quarters maybe here. First down and 10 for the 20-yard line. Of Oak Park, trips to the right, one to the far side. Claps, gets the shotgun snap here. Fades left with a short screen. It's complete to Miller. Bo dashing his way at the 25. Free space at the 40. He might just go, but there's a flag down all the way at the 20-yard line. He made his way into Orchard Lake St. Mary's territory as he was dragged out of bounds at the 45, literally right in front of our broadcast location here today. But that is likely going to come all the way back. Yep, and it's looking like that's coming back for a block in the back by the receiver out there so they ran a, a bubble screen to the trip set and one of those receivers just knocked the guy in the back and you just can't do that like the crowd tells them <laughs> they'll be quick to tell you though won't they here definitely one of the best student sections in, in the state block in the back is the call as he'll bring it back 10 more yards so the down will stay first for oak park shooting themselves in the foot here early on well we've seen them trying to get it to their super athletes so far in the past game Glennie Cross has been targeted so far Charles Gillespie as well it's not a bad idea they're not necessarily listed as offensive players but either yeah. way athletes <laughs> yep it's high school and they just they put their best athletes out there tell them to make some plays for them two wide receivers aside Arms extended. The clap and the shotgun snap, even with the waist belt here. Fades out. Ooh, that was dangerous right along the edge of the end zone there. Avoids a safety. Smack down at the 15-yard line. Maybe gains a yard or two. Orchard Lake St. Mary is getting Joe Janda quickly over there. The six-foot-tall, 200-pound linebacker. And I'm telling you, St. Mary's is a team that's built off their defense. Last year, only gave up more than three touchdowns in only two games. So, 
you can see their defense is a very strong unit, a team, a, a unit that does great, a great job communicating to one another, making sure that they're all doing their jobs and not trying to do too much, but just simply doing their job. Charles Collins, one of the cogs of this defense for Orchard Lake St. Mary's, hustles off. And there was a flag, apparently. It's against Orchard Lake St. Mary's, and it's going to give Oak Park a first down. Did you see that one? No, I didn't catch the flag there. They didn't even really uh, signal what it was, I don't believe, either. As this football is moving all the way to the 30-yard line here. First down and 10 from the Oak Park 30. They're down 7 nothing with 5.41 left to play here in quarter number one. Twins aside, a single running back to his right hip, which they haven't used very often here today. And once again is Watson, returning player from last year, did not start. And wow, what a shoulder oh shrug gosh. tackle. And uh, they are going to rule him down. It was a complete pass to Glennie Cross, but chopping him down right away was 20 Anderson Carlson the senior DB who came up and made a play. Yep, and Anderson Carlson, he was on the field side, so he was on the wide side of the field that play. He had a lot of time to see that out route of the number two receiver, and as soon as number two receiver caught the ball, he put a big licking on him, big shoulder hit there by the DB, number 20. So that's great size at corner as well. Six foot, 180. I mean, in the NFL, you want to see your corners that size. You'd be drooling all over a guy like that, so. Great hit by number 20 there. Oak Park coming out of the huddle again with another passing down. They've been that way all today, which is kind of surprising. We thought they might run it a bit more. Two wide receivers left, one to the near side. Single running back to the left and right hip. It's a four-man down lineman front for Orchard Lake St. Mary's adjusting just a bit before this snap comes in. Here it comes. Shotgun is off and looking to hand it off once again to Watson. Watson scrambles past the 40 breaking through arm tackles there to the 45 and all the way to midfield in the end. They're going to mark him just shy, still in Oak Park territory at the 49, but regardless, a nice scamper for the Knights. Yep, and that's number four there, Sacconi Watson. And that's a great run. You can tell he has a great, he does a great job of keeping his legs turning, running through arm tackles, and he's able to get a first down there. So number four is a great running back number there at, at Oak Park. I remember they had John Kelly a few years ago. And he's now in the NFL, so looking to carry on that strong running back tradition for Oak Park, Sacconi Watson is. Ball on the edge of the M logo for Marys at center field here. 3.35 left to play in the first quarter. 7-0 Orchard Lake. Oak Park trying to change that. First down and 10. Arms extended for the shotgun snap. He has it. Hands it off left side, and it's just a gain of a couple, if that. As Orchard Lake St. Mary's run that perfectly that time. It looks like Danny Ogle was in the area. Yep, and I, and I also saw Tommy Boston for that tackle. And that's, that's one of our guys there. He's a leader of the offense and the defense. He's a, a named captain for this team. He's been around for a few years. He knows how this league is. He, know, he knows how high school football is. He plays foot, fullback on offense and here on defense taking over the D-line. Two minutes and 53 seconds left in quarter number one. Here's 7-0 Orchard Lake St. Mary's moving left to right across your radio dial here in the first. Oak Park sending twins to the right. 
and a single wide receiver in front of their bench on the far side. Two running backs to the right side, which so often do. Clap of the hands. The shotgun snap is taken. It's a quarterback keeper along the right side. And, wow, he had him twirling and dirling on the bottom there. Zane Nesson got to the feet and shoestrings quickly of the quarterback for Oak Park. And that is going to be about a four-yard loss all the way back to the 45 of Oak Park. Read option play there from the, the, the two-back set from the shotgun for Oak Park. And St. Mary's doing a great job sticking to their game plan. Uh, defense playing with a lot of discipline there. Saw the defensive lineman crash down. He did his job of taking care of the dive on that play. Quarterback thought he had a free lane, but, hey, the outside linebacker, number 22, was there waiting for him. Zane Nesson made an awesome play there. A minute 40, that's it, left here in the first quarter. Kind of a time-crunching drive, and Orchard Lake St. Mary's is just a natural clock killer just because they run the ball so much, able to score a touchdown on their first drive. Jordan Cannon capping things off. Two to the right, one to the left side. Receivers wise here. And a timeout is burned on the field. Or no, that's a delay of game against Oak Park. Ouch. It's not what you wanted here on already third and long. It's going to be third and nearly 20. Yeah, and I talked about turnovers being a killer for, for Oak Park, giving the ball, giving up extra possessions. But penalties can have the same detriment for a team. So now you see... A third, and f- a third and 15 turned to a third and 20. So now they almost have no choice except for doing a deep pass or running some type of screen and trying to catch St. Mary's off guard. Clock down to a minute here in this first quarter. Still 7-0 Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Their quarterback out there in the gun still. Glenny Cross to his right hip. Two wideouts left, one to the near side. Four-man front for Orchard Lake St. Mary's as they have a man trip back. Quarterback wants to throw, rolls out right side, pressure coming. Two men in on him, hit as he throws up in the air, picked off by Orchard Lake at the 30-yard line there. Boy, there were three guys that could have possibly picked that ball off, but taking it proudly is Anderson Carlson. He's been making plays and then some here in the first quarter, Dylan. Yeah, Anderson Carlson, a guy I'm pretty impressed with just seeing him on this drive here. He's had a big hit early in the drive, and now he's going up ball hawking and getting the interception for his team. So there it is, a turnover for St. Mary's, and now I'm sure their offense wants to get the ball and bleed out the clock as they have 70 yards to go to get a touchdown here on this drive. Well, Lions Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League with 10 branch locations, a full-service online team, a highly rated mobile app, and great low rates. Alliance Catholic Credit Union can be your financial guardian angel you can join online in just minutes right now and when you do use code join 20 for a 20 dollar deposit into your account just visit alliancecatholic.com to get started looking to throw and roll out maybe just on a run here on the wishbone play under center is Braden lead and he is gobbled up behind the line of scrimmage and that's going to go down for a four-yard loss as he's back at the 26-yard line orchard lake st mary's coaching staff not happy about that Ryan Ramsey, the defensive back, coming in and making a pretty huge play there. So not too often you see a defensive back on the on the tackle for loss, five-yard tackle for loss there. But this is one of the guys that Coach Grant Carter was raving about before the game, one of the seniors who he's leaning on to lead his team this year. That's number 12, Ryan Ramsey. Antoine Thomas into the ball game now for George Porritt, another quarterback slash defensive back, a young freshman. 
he is out there to run the offense all of a sudden as he starts just behind the line of scrimmage, and that is going to be end of the first quarter. They were not able to get that playoff in time. So interesting, Thomas, a freshman, replacing the junior quarterback that started this game. We'll see if that continues when we get back. 7-0, Orchard Lake St. Mary's elite as we head to the second after this. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. Everyone, Mac Horvath, boys varsity basketball coach at Divine Child. Mitt Mortgage Lending is happy to be back again this year as a sponsor of Catholic League High School Football. Whether you are a first-time homebuyer, need a refinance, or a veteran looking for a home loan, you know you can trust Mitt Mortgage Lending with your financing. Go to Google, type in Mitt Mortgage Lending, and check out our five-star reviews and see for yourself. NMLS 1723481. Listen to WDTK-FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK-FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, Detroit, at odyssey.com today. 7-0 Orchard Lake St. Mary's as we head to the second quarter. And, in fact, coming out there is Thomas for the second straight play to lead this offense. The young freshman quarterback, he rolls out right side looking to throw to the other <laughs> quarterback, Braden Leiden. So George Port pulling out some stops here today. Not that Oak Park knows much about their quarterback game because all these guys are new, at least to the starting role. But that's incomplete and it's third and 14 as Orchard Lake scrimmages from their own 27. Yeah, interesting there. Antoine Thomas, 5'11", 160, freshman quarterback and defensive back listed on the roster. Looks like some type of wildcat set there, but, hey, ended up passing on his first attempt as a freshman quarterback. Shotgun formation on third and 14. Clapping for the ball back out there is Leiden. He wants to throw. Good throw. Left side. Thread the needle. Nearly picked off through the hands and a chance still really for Ruck Haber to catch that football for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. It was tipped about five yards in front of him. He was at the 30, tipped at the 35, and it falls free down the middle of the field, and Orchard Lake St. Mary's will be forced to punt on the fourth and 13. Errant pass there by the quarterback. Hey, threw it right into the hands of number nine, uh, Joshua Flake, the defensive back, the senior defensive back for Oak Park. And, hey, sometimes they talk about us DBs for there's a reason why we're DBs, and on that play there, he dropped the ball on that's why they say it. <laughs> <laughs> Cross is back to receive this punt here. Bunch of birds swirling over the field to the left side here. Looks like seagulls here around the lake maybe. Short punt spiraling its way. Cross calling for the fair catch. Did that touch an Orchard Lake St. Mary's player? Yep, touched the St. Mary's player there. So I'm pretty sure the refs are going to they're gonna call it back to where the ball bounced to. So it bounced back when it hit the St. Mary's guy, and they're going to call it there nearly midfield there. Great field position to Oak, for Oak Park to start this drive. So Dylan did some work in that last break. Number 11 is Robert Solter, but he's is he even listed on this roster, Dylan? I don't think he is. Yeah, it looks like he's missing on the roster here. But, hey, that's their starting quarterback. He's looking pretty good. He's looking to take his team in for their first touchdown drive of the season. 11:41 left to play in a 7-0 second quarter in favor of St. Mary's. 
Good field position for the first time for this Oak Park team. They've faced two touchbacks on the special teams unit of the Eaglets. Trips to the right. They're in a triangle formation there, bunched up to the right of the line. A screen that's going to go absolutely nowhere. There's a flag that comes down late. Bo Miller did catch the football for the second time here today, but taken down for about a seven-yard loss if this play stands as called. Yep, and just looking at tendencies here for Oak Park, first down, they're going to a lot of they're going to a lot of screen plays. So sometimes we can see these wide receiver screens as an extension of the run game, kind of like a toss play, just trying to get their skill guy with the ball, try to use his speed to, to get out there, make a guy miss, and hopefully make a big play. But looks like they're going backwards here. Second semi-big penalty against Oak Park, George Porritt. Kind of going halfway onto the field to get the explanation of what the call was, and actually Port is going to decline it. Blocked in the back was the call. So this football is going to be back to the 42. So the sack or the TFL counts in that instance. Second and about 16 to go with 10.58 to go in the second. Trips left. One to the far side. And now some confusion. Is there a timeout? And a flag. Another delay a game against Oak Park. That's their seconds of the game already. And now some confusion from the Oak Park bench. Why maybe that was called. So flags galore here of late after we really didn't have many in that first quarter. Yeah, sometimes that's just week one football. You know, you got to clean up some things. You got to learn some things about your team. Get a couple some bruises along the way in the first game. Some of those growing pains that you're kind of expecting as a coach, but you still hope to minimize those penalties in, in game one. That's right. It is week one. It feels almost like week two because we did a game yesterday. But Right. <laughs> Certainly is week one, our second game of the week. So glad you could tune in here on the Patriot. Shotgun formation for Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, or uh, for Ork Park, St. Mary's bringing some pressure. A little inside give for Killian Reed, the junior running back. He's going to gain back some of that lost yardage. Just a couple up across the 40 to the 41-yard line of Oak Park, and it's still third and very long. Jordan Cannon, number six, the middle linebacker, able to sniff that play out for a minimal gain there. They gained about one or two yards. Hey, and, hey, that's what you love to see as a, as a defensive linebacker, just running right downhill straight to him, and he makes a big hit. He's one of the biggest hitters in the state. Tommy Boss takes his play on. He had his shoulder pad dislodged as his teammates and coaching staff helps him with that. Third and about 20, 10 minutes still to play here in the second quarter. It's 7 nothing. Orchard Lake trips to the left. For Robert Solter, still in the gun. Glennie Cross to his right hip. Arms extended. Takes the shotgun snap. Three-step drop here. Back to the 32-yard line. Speeds his way forward. Just throws it up in midair. And that is likely going to be grounding as he was out of the pocket as well. Yep, and we're not going to see grounding there because, like you said, the quarterback he was, was, out, of the of, pocket, he was yeah. out of the pocket. So <laughs> risky play there for the quarterback. Just launching it up, kind of flinging it up there. Could have possibly been intercepted, but, hey, no harm, no foul. 
He was able to eliminate a sack, and now they're going to punt the ball off. Now that it's fourth and 15 here. So this Oak Park offense really not able to get in sync so far in this game. They'll have to punt for the second time here tonight. Already down 7-0 with the clock frozen at 9.46 as that football went out of bounds. Jake Ruckhaber for the second time here today is back to receive it. He camps out at the 25-yard line. Another high snap and a punt. Some wow. great hang time, though, as it's at the bottom of the light tower. He's here. Ruckhaber calling for a fair catch as there were two gunners ready to sandwich him if he tried to return that football. Spiraled all the way back to the 16-yard line in the far hash, and that's where the men in red will take the football again. Amazing punt there by the do-it-all athlete there for Oak Park. That was number number three, Glennie Cross there with the punt. Yeah, and that was a boomer. Had a great hang time. His guy, number 17, was able to get down there and stand right in front of the punt returner, forcing him to complete a fair catch. So we've seen St. Mary's throw it a handful of times here today, maybe a bit more than we expected. We've also seen two quarterbacks in the fold. Braden Leiden, though, is back under center, the original starter in this game. Three backs in a line behind him. They now move left to right in this second quarter, and that play goes nowhere. Maybe a gain of two in the end up to the 20-yard line. Inside handoff, Ruckhaber got it that time. So challenging for a defense to really focus on keeping their eyes in the right place. That last play there, it even got me looking in the wrong place. So they just did a quick fullback handoff with a lot of window dressing with fake handoffs to the to the two deep tailbacks there. And I didn't know that the ball, but they were able to get a gainer of three yards there with the fullback. I'm glad you're not the only one that didn't know. Second down and about seven up to the 18-yard line in the far hash. Snap is taken, hands it off to the right side, and again looking to go to the inside is Ruckhaber there. He's across the 20, swirling to the 22, and it's going to bring up third and five. Yep, and that looked like that was, I want to say that was Tommy Boss there with another carry for uh, St. Mary's. And looks like he was stopped up in the backfield, but he was able to fall forward for two to three yards, and now they have third and short. This is a position that St. Mary's likes. Boss is out. The wide receiver, Brennan Bochenek, is in, so you might see him go wide here in a third down and three. They gave him a couple more than expected up to the 23-yard line. And, yes, again, the spread comes out. Twins aside. Here for Leiden in the gun. Kicks his leg to send the man in motion to the right side. That's Ruckhaber. Takes the snap. Dart over the middle. It is tipped and falling down off the hands of Daryl Boone, the linebacker, getting that big right paw on it. They were looking up the guts to the big target, which they've already hit here today. D.C. Temple didn't get even close to him, though, about six yards in front, and that's going to bring up fourth down and three. Yep, and lots of credit there to the Oak Park defense. Holding strong, going three and out on that drive. They didn't put their heads down when they had to punt the ball. They just went out there, played defense, and look at it. Now they're getting the ball back. Hopefully with a great field position for them. Oak Park with a man deep at the 40-yard line here. The long snap is low. These teams have had trouble with that here today. Hang time is very high, but this is not going to go very far. Bounces in Orchard Lake territory. They're going to return it at the 48-yard line. And up man just taking it there for Oak Park. Uh, again, we don't have his name, unfortunately. It's number 17 who's not listed on the roster. But he takes it in a great field position again for the Knights. It's the first time they've been on the plus side of the field here up to the 41-yard line. They started 
on the 48 on the other half earlier couldn't get anything done. But this, I'm not going to say it's must score, but it's it's must get something going, I, I guess you could say, for Oak Park. And if they do, they're probably going to score because of the field. Yeah, amazing field position here. That's just a result of playing good defense. And, look, they only have 45 yards here to go for a touchdown. I'd be surprised if this isn't a four-down territory type of drive where they go for it even if it reaches fourth down because they're in scoring territory starting off the drive. Clock frozen at 7 minutes and 55 seconds. 7 nothing. Orchard Lake St. Mary's here in the second quarter. Neither team has used a timeout quite yet. Robert Solter back out there to lead the offense. He sends two wide receivers right, one to the left side in front of us. That's Artel Guyton, the young sophomore. Barking out a couple orders to the line is Solter here. Leans in for the shotgun snap, fakes it to his left and right. He's going to keep it for himself up to the 40-yard line, get a yard. Second and nine as the play ended in a fumble, maybe. Orchard Lake St. Mary's digging that out of the pile a bit late as the whistle had blown before that. Joe Janda trying to be aggressive. Yep, and Salter had two backs split to the left and right side of him. Looks like he was going to hand off that ball there, but either he, he looked to the wrong side, but whichever way, he alertly took the ball and just followed behind his running back and tried to make something out of it for a no-gainer there. So better than going negative. Four-man front for Orchard Lake St. Mary's here in their red jerseys. Actually five now as Cannon kind of moving back and forth. Solter leans in for the snap. He has it. Glenny cross to his right side, wants to throw deep. On the other end near the left pylon, it is nearly picked off by a couple St. Mary's players. We've seen some dangerous throws here today as that spins on the track and out of play. The intended target was Bo Miller, probably one of their biggest and best on the field. He struggled to get loose, though, Dylan. Yep, so on that play, he's going to struggle to get loose when uh, St. Mary's executing a cover three defense, and he's just running that deep fade because in this instance, the cornerback isn't even – playing man-to-man coverage on the receiver he's actually just looking back in the backfield playing his deep third so and anytime he gets that streak route he's in great position to defend that streak route this is a huge third down and 10 right now for st mary's or for i guess for the defense and certainly the offense for oak park i meant to say have not been able to get first downs with any efficiency so far here today the wide formation with Solter still in the shotgun two running backs to his left and right hip Three wide, claps once, has the shotgun snap at his ankles, responds well, just a dump over pass, too long that time for Bo Miller. He is flat on the turf, frustrated that that ball wasn't a bit closer to him, maybe frustrated he didn't haul it in at the 40-yard line as well. But regardless, it's fourth and 10 from the Orchard Lake 41, and Oak Park is going to have to punt it here. Unfortunate for Oak Park. Missed their guy running a drag route there short short route but he was wide open he had a lot of i would say green in front of him but hey we're at st mary so red red, <laughs> red turf in front of him could have been a big one there just slightly overthrown so here comes charles gillespie who's been dynamite punting the football so far here today mary's not quite believing that he's going to punt it here they haven't sent a returner back and now the clock has gone out the top part of the scoreboard lights have all gone off. The score, the time in the middle, and the score on the other side. You can still see the timeouts, the down, and where the ball is, surprisingly enough. 
Hopefully we can get that clock back on, but the refs are keeping official time down on the field, so we won't miss a beat here. <laughs> well, everybody kind of looking at each other like, what happened? I'm not sure the people in the press box exactly know what happened. Now everything on the scoreboard is off. There have been quite a few power outages in this area over the last few weeks. Yeah, I wonder. Your power flicked on earlier and off, right. didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. Had me worried there. Some kind of nasty storms just flew in out of nowhere, but that's what this hot and humid weather can do for you. You never really know what you're going to get. Yeah. We and cramps were a factor due to this humid, muggy, you know, weather that we've been getting over the, you know, end of the summer, first game of the season. We, we're all, we always come to expect this type of weather for this first week of the season, so see how it affects some of the guys a lot of cramping yesterday in our first game so we'll see how it happens in the second half here today six minutes and 55 seconds left they're going to continue play the clock is yet to be restored on the board here cross takes a boot into that one that's going to take a bounce into the end zone rest on the s for olsm in the left end zone here and that team will get the football back already up seven nothing midway through the second quarter So, again, first down and 10 out to the 20. Orchard Lake St. Mary's will take the football there. And on that punt there, St. Mary's didn't rush. They were they were actually holding a safe look, just trying not to get beat. So, sometimes you want to see your punter hold the ball for a little bit longer, allow his guys to get down the field, and hopefully stop that ball before it rolls into the end zone. Lead and under center, three backs behind him here. Straight handoff to the left. It's a guy who's gotten a lot here today, Zane Nesson. Nesson. Powers his way up to the 25 for a gain of four. It's second and six here on first down. And there's St. Mary's back in their full house wishbone backfield, which is really the the bread and butter of their program. First drive, they roll right down the field running this without any tricks or gimmicks. So I'm expecting them to get back to that formation and try to roll all the way down the field again on this drive. And we have seen them come out to a shotgun formation about three times so far here today. All of those opportunities on third down. They gave them a gain of five nearly up to the 25. It's second and five. Inside handoff, boy, looking to break loose is Aiden Boyle. We've seen him run dynamically here today. He broke loose enough for a first down, but that could have been 20-30 the way he was trying to bolt down the middle. Boyle has been impressive thus far. And I talked about it, St. Mary's football. George Porritt, the legendary coach, he's made St. Mary's football a legendary status in Michigan. So St. Mary's football is running that ball, getting four to five yards per carry, having long drives, demoralizing the defense, and that's what we're seeing here in these first two plays. Inside handoff and read perfectly there by Oak Park, their defensive front stopping all over it. It can be so tough to not give up chunk yardage. It's only two on that play. It's Boss who gains the 32-yard line, called second and eight. Yep, that's Boss, and he's not much of their big play running back, but he's definitely a guy that they lean on to get two to four yards whenever they need it. The clock is still out. you got to imagine around five minutes left to play here in the second quarter. It's 7-0 Orchard Lake St. Mary's as they move left to right down the field here from the far hash. Takes a snap under center. Right side handoff is going to gain nearly nothing, maybe a half yard. It's third and seven after Rockhaber was 
tripped up right away. And I absolutely love what Oak Park is doing on the defensive side of the ball here. They're doing what I talked about in pregame. So they're dedicating a lot of guys to the box, eight guys in the box here. And they got their three DBs just playing either cover one or cover three on each play, just really relying on their DBs to be able to stop that pass when it happens to come. But they know stopping the run is the number one thing they have to do today to win. Pochenek checks back in. Every time he's checked in, they've thrown it, and that's what they're going to do here. Shotgun formation trips to the right, one to the far side. Claps for the shotgun snap. Has it, rolls right in the middle of the air, gets it to the perfect target who makes the catch on a short curl. D.C. Temple, just shy of the 43-yard line, makes that catch for a first down. Great catch by D.C. Temple there. You can see the natural hands out of the six foot six tight end slash receiver out there. He's a dynamic player. I had a chance to talk to their assistant strength coach today for St. Mary's, and he raved about this guy's talent. So, hey, a big play there to move the chains for St. Mary's. Up to the 43-yard line of their own territory here on the near hash. Four minutes left to go in quarter number two. Seven-nothing Mary's driving left to right here in the second. Wishbone still inside handoff looking for Ruckhaber. Ruckhaber is plowed back by this defensive front. Big number 52 pushing him back. Eric Allison, the senior defensive lineman who's a load inside, thriving all of a sudden for the Knights. It's no gain. Yep, and it's a mentality for that defensive line for Oak Park. They know what St. Mary's wants to do. They want to say that we're bigger than you, we're stronger than you, and we can just move you out the way. Hey, defensive player for Oak Park saying no thank you there. Second down and 10 from the St. Mary's 43-yard line. Single tight ends out wide, left and right. They keep it on the ground, though. No trickeration there. Aiden Boyle churns just to the bottom of the M for Orchard Lake St. Mary's at midfield. He's to the 46, make it the 47-yard line or so. They keep moving that down box up a few more inches. They move it all the way to the 48 in the end. It's third and a long five. Yeah, St. Mary's ran the ball there on second and, second and uh, pretty long there, and now they have third and manageable. So that's all St. Mary's wants. Like I said, they if they get four yards on each play, it's going to be a first down every time. So, Ooh, they had an extra man on the field. Jordan Cannon was the 13th man, and a flag is thrown. George Port trying to burn a timeout. And are they going to give them the timeout or the flag? No, they're going to still count the flag here on a third and five. 2.31 left to go in the second quarter. 7-0 Mary's back with the finish of the first half after this. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Now, let's return to the Mitten Mortgage broadcast booth for more CHSL football action. 
St. Mary's in a passing formation as they scrimmage from their own 48 with 2.20 left to go here in the second quarter. Fading back, looking to throw, has time, time running out as the defensive line comes up. Football's loose on the carpet here, scooped up by Oak Park at the 28-yard line, and they have the football right there. Noah Audia, the 5'11", 185-pound punter slash kicker. That's all he's listed. Or check that, that's the St. Mary's side of things here. Yep, and that's Damian Baisley there with the uh, scoop there. And now look at that. Great position for Oak Park to try to, to, try to even up this game here. They've, great strip sack there for the defense. They've had three great field positions in their last three possessions. Nothing quite this good, but they still have not been able to capitalize. Punted with a very short field on the plus half to the left here in the second quarter. But they absolutely need a touchdown here. Doesn't feel like they're just down 7 nothing. the way Orchard Lake has controlled the clock. But that's the Eaglet's second turnover on their end as well. So many times turnovers really just determine who's going to win the game. So the team that you see having less turnovers, forcing more turnovers, nine times out of ten they win the game, and that's on any level of football. Solter is out there with a single running back this time to his right hip. It's Watson. Haven't seen him a lot run the football today, which is surprising. One clap, doesn't get the snap second, he does. Hands it off left side from the shotgun, and... Watson swims his way to the 22-yard line for a gain of four on first down. Yeah, Sacconi Watson there, he's a pretty explosive back. You can see just, you can see his burst. As soon as he gets the ball, he sits behind the line pretty well, uses his footwork in the backfield, and he sticks his foot in the ground and makes a pretty good one cut. He gets six yards there on the first carry of the drive. And reeling after the play as well as Jalen Stevens, the big Offensive and defensive lineman is down, kind of favoring his right side. The football is inside the 25 to the 22-yard line here. Second and four with the clock frozen at 2.09. They have fixed the top half of the scoreboard. It reads 7-0 in favor of Orchard Lake St. Mary's here. Well, the Student Connection sponsors the fundamentals of the game, each game here on the Patriots. Student Connection has your playbook for success Experience tutors who help strengthen academic skills and build great study habits. Find out more at thestudentconnect.com. Who do you think is winning that battle so far here in the first half? Pardon me, I, I missed you there. The fundamentals. Oh, the fundamentals here. Hey, both teams are having a hard time holding on to the ball, eliminating turnovers. I think it's going to be a second half battle to see who's winning that, that fundamental battle. Right now it's pretty even. Well, people ask me, what is a credit union? I tell them the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit. And you're not a customer, you're a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? I don't think so. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in just minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com. They're federally insured by the NCUA. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Well, tough to see here as Jalen Stevens is still down and injured. Jalen Stevens is one of those guys that Coach Greg, Greg Carter, he talked about on the phone a little bit this week when we had the chance to speak with him. 
This guy's a senior leader for them on the offensive line. These type of bodies up front, they come a dime a dozen. You, you can't afford to lose a guy like Stevens. You can't afford to lose anyone on your team, but you can never afford to lose a senior offensive line leader for a team that, that wants to run the ball a lot and win a lot of games with their offensive line. It's never good to see your senior leader go down. So everybody on that Oak Park side of the field holding their breaths right now. We've even got more coaches walking out onto the field to check them out. It's not looking good. We hope the best for them. Trying to check some scores on your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard here today. A couple other Catholic League teams in action. Muskegon leading East Kentwood 27-0 after the first quarter. That's a East Kentwood team that will take on Brother Rice next week. Should be an interesting matchup and maybe another feeler for the Warriors to see if they can beat some of the top enrollment schools in the state. Rochester Adams leading West Bloomfield. 14-7 in the second quarter. A lot of people think West Bloomfield might again be the top team in the state. Charlevoix leads Harbor Springs 22-0 in quarter number two. North Farmington leading Farmington in a little border battle there. 28-0, 8.37 left in the second half. Clarkston in a good matchup with Davison here today. They're up 14-7 over the Cardinals thus far. We'll see Davison next week. That should be an exciting matchup between Catholic Central and the Davison Cardinals, a rematch from the regional final last year. Really good game it was. Yes, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that game there. And we got a few teams on upset alert here tonight. You know, West Bloomfield, widely considered to be the number one team in the state and number one team in Oakland County, especially by a lot of coaches, a lot of media. So, hey, they're out here on upset alert tonight. We'll see what happens. That'll be one that we'll keep checking in on. About four or five members of the coaching staff still surrounding the player down here from Oak Park. Jalen Stevens is stretched out. His left knee is kind of propped up, and they're actually going to bring the cart out here. So not the best of signs, but hopefully he is okay in the long run. As they check on him and cart him off, we'll take a break. 7-0, Orchard Lake St. Mary's with the lead, 209 left to play in the first half here on the Patriot. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Have we gotten to the point where at some high school game that an official has finally had enough from coaches, players, and adults, pulls off the whistle, and offers it to you? Let's hope not. There's no way you could do a better job. It's on everyone to promote good sportsmanship. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now back to the Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast booth on the Patriot. Well, they carted off Jalen Stevens. 
Might have to get an extra look at him, but Orchard Lake with a 7-0 lead under two minutes to play here in this first half. Oak Park has it deep inside Orchard Lake St. Mary's territory at the 23 with a second down and four. Handing it off to the right side and a great pursuit by the defensive front by Olake Watson with the carry. He's going to gain maybe two up to the 20-yard line. Still a yard and a half shy of the first down, though. And that was Joe Jonda there, six foot, 200-pound mm. linebacker, senior. And, hey, he made a great read on his keys. So he was playing linebacker. He saw the guard in front of him pull, which is nine times out of ten going to in- indicate some type of run play to the side that the pool is going. He chased that pool, and he made a great tackle for only a few yards. Oak Park maybe trying to kill some extra time off here as they spend some extra seconds in the huddle. Got to be careful, though, because they've already had two delayed game penalties called on them. Solter out on the field directing the traffic here. They might not get this playoff in time. Third down and two with a minute left as they scrimmage from the Orchard Lake 21-yard line here. An extra whisper to Watson to his right hip. And another delay a game. Gosh, you wouldn't do that by design, would you? Yeah, you for sure wouldn't do that by design here on third and three. That's just a penalty that you hate to see as a coach. So, Coach Carter is still t- keeping his team positive over there. He's a coaching legend. He's not going to panic by something small like that. But now they they just went from good field position on third and five to a third and long, and now they're going to have to look to mo- more than likely make a long pass down the field. Third and eight to be exact as they scrimmage from the Orchard Lake 27. 34 seconds and counting remaining here in quarter number two. Seven nothing Marys. Three wide, five-man front here for Orchard Lake. This one is a low snap, nearly on the turf. Pass complete to the right side into the hands of Bo Miller. He's had tough sledding here today. He's shy of the first down again up to the 20-yard line, and Oak Park will burn a timeout with 17 seconds remaining here in half number one. Yeah, so many times the coaches in the press box will see things that work that maybe even the coaches down on the field don't necessarily get the best view of. But that was the same play they came back to, the same play they had number seven open for, and he just dropped the ball. It was a little bit overthrown a couple drives back, and now they're able to complete that drag. And now, look, they're back at fourth and one. I think they're going to go for it here. What do you think? A short pass, try to get them to around the 10, and then try to fire into the end zone after that? you got to get out of bounds, though, with 17 seconds to go here. Yeah, the clock bled down pretty quickly there. Um, so, yeah, they have two timeouts left i believe so they can stop the ball they can they have their whole playbook available to them they still have two timeouts 20 yards to go but more importantly they need to get this three yards to get a first down here 17 seconds remaining on this still day here today hot and humid the flag is not moving neither of them in the back of the end zone or on the right side as well the left and right has both flags fourth down and two oak park out in the passing formation here. Robert Solter, the quarterback, who's been out there all game. Too wide, and Orchard Lake jumps on the right side of the line. ay ay Something you don't usually see from these eaglets, but it's extra special for Oak Park here is not only it gains them a first down, but it gets them closer to their goal here, the end zone. And it also does both of those goals without taking off any time off the clock, so... Oak Park here playing a little bit of St. Mary's game with the with the delayed snap there, the hard count, and look, they got a first down. The top part of the clock has 
out again, so we're not able to see how much time is left. We do know it's 17 seconds because it didn't run before that play happened. Just two wide receivers with an extra blocking tight end on the left side here. Keeping it on the ground. They don't have a lot of time to buy. They do have a pair of timeouts left, and they will burn it as they move to the 10-yard line, just two yards shy of the first down. I'm going to guess seven-ish seconds left. The play took a while to develop. Yep, and you see some really aware football players out there. Even the, the, the wide receiver number 11, well, actually, that's the quarterback, split out to wide receiver, and he's out there calling the timeout right as soon as the play ends. So they're trying to conserve time. They're trying to get in the end zone and even out this game going into half. Well, stick around in our halftime show. We'll catch up with Kevin Rogers, the head coach of Detroit Loyola. We'll kind of replay one of our interviews from the preview show series. His team is the lone team in the Catholic League to play tomorrow. Everybody else playing either yesterday or today. Some other final scores on our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard yesterday. We told you about Dakota and Brother Rice, 35-21 the final in that one. Chip Valley defeated Catholic Central, 45-20. UAD with a 34-13 win over Gross Point North. Divine Child with a shootout versus Riverview. Riverview 64, Divine Child 42. And Madison Heights, Madison all over Shrine, 34-6. Second down and five, seven seconds remaining in this half as they scrimmage from the Orchard Lake 10. Again, the snap was low. They've had some issues here today. Rolling out left and looking for a throw in the left side of the end zone. Once again is Solter. His pass skips free. Taking it like a ground ball was Brennan Bochenek there. There was a flag that came out on the back side of the line. So let's see what this call is. Yeah, I think there's going to be a holding call on the offensive line there. A lot of times you'll see that when the when the quarterback scrambles and the offensive line kind of isn't ready for it, and they just kind of they kind of got to grab onto their guy just to protect their quarterback. So I think we're going to see a clock run off and probably take this into the second half. And yeah, right now, if things stay the same, it's about four yards to the line to gain, but they really need the end zone at this point. Three seconds, Three seconds remaining. Left. As that clock on the top half is back on, it's kind of fading in and out for whatever reason here. 7-0 Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And, in fact, the half is over. Or, no, it's an Orchard in Oak Park timeout, excuse me. Boy, Oak Park and Orchard Lake St. Mary's, they're, they're so similar. <laughs> the right. names, I keep tripping them up here, but uh, I guess there will be no runoff. So Oak Park will burn... Their second to last timeout. Actually, they are out. Two for Orchard Lake St. Mary's left on the board here. I mean, you got to go end zone here in some capacity. They tried to do that on the last play, rolling out to the left side. Robert Solter, not the most experienced of quarterbacks, at least here at the varsity level, kind of learning on the fly. But I'd say, you know, for all he's had to do, you know, not a lot of throwing here today for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Brady Leiden has done a pretty decent job. Yep, and... You know, Salter's out there doing the best that he can. So it looks pretty good. His team is still in contention here. They're only down seven. They could be down a lot more. And he has a chance to score before the half, try to even out the score. St. Mary's defense looking to make a huge play here. I know they pride themselves on the strength of their defense. And this right here will be a huge play for the season. Cheered leaders for Orchard Lake St. Mary's with the OLSM. 
signs here in their handstands as well. Four aside. Big second down and long for this Oak Park offense, likely the last play here in the first half. Down seven to nothing. Football's all the way back to the 25-yard line. First down is up to the seven. That doesn't really matter at this point for how long it's going to take to even get there. Low snap again. That's been an issue lately. Solter rolls out left side. Doesn't have a lot of time. Hit once. Trying to chuck it out again. That's Patty kicked around a couple times. You just can't do that. It's the second time we've seen Oak Park just try to flip it up in midair, and luckily it was just banded down by Orchard Lake St. Mary's. They would have had to maybe lateral it <laughs> down the field unless they got a open space to keep the half going. But regardless, St. Mary's holding on to a 7-0 lead here at halftime. More when we get back on the Patriot. It's halftime for the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Charlie Kirk wonders if Joe Biden would do it all over again. Right now, does Joe Biden want to be president? You think Joe Biden wants to take questions on Afghanistan? No, he doesn't. He flees. Joe Biden also has been making strange statements about how Cammy might be taking over at any time soon. Does he want to be president? The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing, and when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? These are the people who are passionate about your success and will work 24-7 to deliver real customers to you and your business. Why would you trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Get nationwide experience, resources, and results. Learn more about Salem Surround at surrounddetroit.com. That's surrounddetroit.com. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Lake St. Mary's, it's a 7-0 lead here after the first half in favor of the Eaglets here at home. Kind of a half maybe of missed opportunities is how you can describe that maybe for both teams. Yeah, and for two teams that last year, they didn't really perform up to their standards. They're also starting off this game a little bit slow. So I know these are two teams that are looking to build some continuity on offense, bring some consistency for the season, some flow. And we're not seeing a lot of that here for the first half. So I'm sure this is something that both coaching staffs are going to talk about here at halftime, talking to their guys in their respective end zones. They're going to try to build some consistency. And the team that's able to do that, not shoot themselves in the foot with penalties, turnovers, that's the team that's going to come out on top here. Well, Mint Mortgage Lending is proud to be a sponsor of the Catholic High School League standings each and every week at halftime. Don't hate your rate. Call Mitten Mortgage Lending today. Find out more at mittenloans.com. Obviously not a lot of standings to speak of here today, but 
regardless, this game won't necessarily count in the Catholic League standings, but both of these teams desperately looking to get out on the right foot. Obviously, Oak Park losing in the state semifinal last year to a fellow Catholic League team in De La Salcana and Heartbreak. And Orchard Lake just trying to put out a full season after they only had four regular season games, two playoff games in the end, and lost fairly big to Brother Rice in the end at home. So it'll be interesting to see how this season shapes up for both of these teams here today. 7-0 Orchard Lake at half. We'll have an interview with Kevin Rogers, head coach of Detroit Loyola, after this here on the Patriot. It's halftime for the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic University in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. Orchard Lake St. Mary's here at halftime in our Catholic High School League football game of the week over Oak Park here today. Kevin Rogers and his Detroit Loyola team is the only team in the Catholic League playing tomorrow. They'll kick off their season at 1 p.m. at home versus Detroit Edison playing their home games again at Madison Heights. Bishop Foley, I was able to catch up with him in our preseason preview show, one of three shows that we did. If you missed those, really good content, you can catch the archives on PatriotDetroit.com in the podcast section. But the first question that I asked, Kevin, you went on record in saying that you know you were one of the better teams in the state, better teams in your division, and certainly had a chance to win the state championship. But what exactly was missing, I guess, in your mind? Um, I would definitely have to say a lack of experience um, on my part um, as being the first-year head coach, getting adjusted to the Catholic League. Um, I made a few mistakes uh, along the way, and um, now we're looking to, to, to fix that and hopefully make that run this year. One thing that you know you, you notice watching Loyola football last year compared to the last few years before that, obviously a much different offense. Um, a lot more throwing. You have a, a guy in Anthony Garrett that can swing it around. But with that also comes challenges for a coaching staff. You know, number one, you're in year one, as you kind of already talked about. But number two, you're doing a complete overhaul. How do you think that kind of went last year, and what are you looking to expand this year? I believe it, it was a great um, turnaround. I believe the, the players bought in extremely fast. 
Um, it was very exciting, something new for the young men to be able to take into. And um, they kind of, you know, honed in and, and owned it um, in regards to learning the, the new systems and the new schemes that we were um, installing. Uh, the guys have a lot of fun, and we pride ourselves on having fun and spreading the ball around. And that's certainly something that, you know, from the linemen to, to their different schemes, to the receivers, to the running backs, to the quarterback. But the quarterback has to be one of the clogs of that situation. And you were impressed with the way Anthony Garrett handled that last year, weren't you? Most definitely. Um, to go from, you know, the the system that they were in where, you know, he was predominantly a runner or predominantly a guy to, you know, just manage the offense, hand the ball off. Now we're asking him to go out and actually win games for us with his arm and with his mind. I think he did a phenomenal job. Um, and my biased opinion, I believe he's one of the best players in the state. What makes him that for you? Um, his, his ridiculous work ethic. Uh, he's a learner. Um, he's very humble. And, and in that regards, you know, he's always looking to learn and looking to get better. And he'll learn from anybody. Well, you, you hear about football in any school and numbers is kind of always the first topic of conversation. Loyola, like Everest Collegiate, who we talked to earlier, and Mike Pernicki, is one of the sc- smaller schools in the Catholic League and certainly in the state, just over 100 in enrollment. But last year you had 31 players on the roster, and you're expecting a few more this year, aren't you? Absolutely. Um, it's kind of been uh, a shock with, you know, coming from – the COVID situation, um, but our numbers are slightly increasing, which is a beautiful thing. Um, I just didn't didn't expect it, um, but now we've got a lot of more guys uh, coming out for football, and uh, it, it's been great so far. Talking with Kevin Rogers, the second-year head coach at Detroit Loyola. He'll play in the double-A this year, which looks a little bit different, just three teams, UD Jesuit Loyola and Divine Chan, which meant for you that you had to at least get a, an extra team in terms of your non-conference, but your non-conference looks pretty good. Notre Dame Prep in the mix, Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the mix as well. It should be a, a very challenging schedule for you guys, right? Uh, most definitely. Um, but you know what they say, in order to be the best, you have to beat the best or play against the best, and uh, I'm a firm believer of that. Um, I have a ton of respect for the guys on our schedule, um, and I'm I'm very excited to see how we can um, fare against those guys. Some great opponents, um, some great programs and, and that are rich in tradition and history, and um, hopefully, you know, we can go out and put our best foot forward against some of those guys. We're talking with Kevin Rogers, the head coach at Loyola. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Hugh Hewitt sees the president being stubborn. When someone has an older parent, as you do and I did, they learn what happens when people hit 75 and then older, and they don't become uh, disabled. They become stubborn, fixed in their opinions. 
argumentative and resistant to change or new information. Everybody knows it, and it's just so un- uncomfortable is the right word. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB in this station. The CHSL Game of the Week halftime show continues next. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Welcome back, everyone, to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Still halftime. 7-0 is the lead for the home Eaglets here today over Oak Park. Check some other scores on your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard here today. Gabriel Riverview leading Riverview, their public school uh, close by, 20-13. That's late in the first half. De LaSalle with a 14-0 lead over Chicago St. Patrick fairly early in that game, so some other scores that we have gleaned thus far. Some ones from yesterday, Whitmore Lake 28, Ann Arbor Richard 12 and their new coaching heir. Lavonia Clarenceville 34, Cranbrook 6, Chippewa Valley 45, Catholic Central 20, UD Jesuit 34, Gross Point North 13, Liggett defeating Detroit Communication Media Arts 34-0, Divine Child with a back-and-forth game with Riverview 64-42, the final score in that one. And Madison Heights, Madison defeating Shrine 34-6 with Cardinal Mooney also defeating Sterling Heights Parkway Christian 28-0. Second half, and we get back to the Patriots. Stick with us. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. I've never heard of Havana Syndrome, have you? At least 130 cases across the government are now under investigation. People have reported headaches, dizziness, and symptoms consistent with concussion. Well, I would call that Democrat Syndrome. That's what I'm experiencing because of the mess we're in. Breaking news and what to make of it. Don't miss the next Mike Gallagher Show. Mike Gallagher, weekday mornings at 9 on the new FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week halftime show continues next. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. 
Attention realtors, are you sick and tired of working with a lender that you can't get a hold of? Are you and your clients tired of waiting 30 days or more to close? Your lender is an extension of you, and they value the work you do for their clients as well. At Mid Mortgage Lending, you can expect consistent closings in 14 days or less. Their rates are great, but their service is even better. Check out their five-star Google reviews and see how Mint Mortgage Lending can help you grow your business and help your clients get their keys without any headaches. NLMS 172-3481. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patreon. Now, back to Jeremy Otto. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League with 10 branch locations, a full-service online team, a highly rated mobile app, and great low rates. Alliance Catholic Credit Union has or can be your financial guardian angel. You can join online in just minutes. When you do, use code JOIN20 for a $20 deposit into your account. Again, that's code JOIN20 for a $20 free deposit into your account. Just visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started right now. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Jeremy Otto back alongside Dylan Dixon in our Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth here today. So glad you could... Tune in on a muggy Friday for some more football here today. Kind of a trio of days, as it usually is to start games. You'll see a lot of Thursday-Friday games next week as well because of the holiday. We'll be at a Friday game again. Catholic Central is going to host Davison in that contest. 7 p.m. kick in Novi, 6.30 pregame show as well here on the Patriot. And certainly follow us on Twitter for all our game announcements, at CHSL on WDTK. Again, that's at CHSL on WDTK. Some other Catholic League scores around the league coming at you there as well. What do you think the keys to the second half are for these teams? Yeah, just thinking about these keys for the second half, it's going to be very different for each team. So one of the signatures for, for Oak Park and for Greg Carter over his coaching career, he's had a lot of very explosive players, and he has a lot of those guys tonight. You see them trying to get these guys the ball on some quick screens, different plays like that. St. Mary's is defending deep. So trying to get the, trying to get the ball to some of these playmakers for Oak Park, Try to create some big burst plays and try to take the top off of the defense. The sun's starting to set here in Orchard Lake. Very hazy sky. There's certainly some clouds behind it as well, but that's kind of how it's been all day. Very hot and humid. Feels like you could poke a cloud and rain would just come down on you. Had some rain certainly in the area earlier that kind of popped out of nowhere. We're, we've been lucky so far in our games that we haven't seen any to this point yeah we've seen tremendous weather so far and with st mary's being right off of the lake here their campus is beautiful but a lot of times there there's a ton of rain here so thankful to not see any rain thankful to see a hold off for the course of this game so far thomas and bochenik are back to receive this kickoff here for oak park they'll kick it right to left to begin this second half orchard lake st mary's with a seven nothing lead as 12 minutes are set on the clock here St. Mary's set to take the ball here. I'm sure they want to get one of their 
very methodical drives going where they're able to hold the ball for four minutes, take that energy out of the defense, demoralize them, and score seven points. So we'll see it here. Oak Park with a another fairly uh, dead first half in terms of offenses. Antoine was curled this one up the middle to the 30-yard line up to the 40. And Antoine Thomas with a nice return nearly up to the 45-yard line. A guy who's seen some snaps at quarterback to this point. Yeah, and on that return there, Antoine looks hardly anything like a freshman. The way he picked up that ball and got going quickly in a hurry, he's able to make a few jump cuts there, get past a few guys, and, hey, he's very explosive. I can tell he's going to be a playmaker for, for the next four years. Orchard Lake St. Mary's moving left to right here in quarter number three. Three back set once again for George Port's team. And the wishbone here once again. Ooh, a little fumble with the handoff. Keeping it close to the vest there was Tommy Boss who carried it up the gun and got rocketed. Was that uh, Alex Jones down there on the defensive line? Um, that was Darnell Boone, number 24, the 11th grade linebacker, making a great read on that on that run right up the gut and an amazing form tackle, sticking the guy and taking him backwards. So only a one-and-a-half, two-yard carry there. Another quarterback change here, Antoine Thomas coming in. Second time we've seen this here today. They're in a passing formation this time. Single wide receivers assigned. It's a wildcat look. He turns along the right edge, gains a first down past the 50, up to the 48-yard line, and a late flag comes out. Darnell Boone again on the near sideline. Did he hit him a bit late? Is that the call? No, it's a hold against Orchard Lake St. Mary. So that play is coming back. Yep, hard-earned yards there for the freshman, getting a snap at quarterback. Another one of those wildcat type of looks that we saw a ton of in the game yesterday from both teams. But St. Mary's bringing out their wild eaglet set there, and they're coming back on it because of a holding penalty. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see if they continue to do that as the season goes on. Obviously, as teams get film on them, haven't done a whole lot here today, just twice, but they might do it again here. They make it look like it's a passing formation. He's thrown once. Four wide this time around. Boss to the right hip in the gun. He's going to keep it up the middle. Look at that burst of speed at the 45-yard line. Breaks a tackler at midfield. Well in Oak Park territory at the 40. He's wrestled out of bounds on the track on the far side. But how about the freshman athlete? Welcome to the Catholic League, young man. Yes, welcome, young man. And and I just want to know, where did they find this kid? He's explosive, <laughs> he's fast, and he has a lot of football savvy. So, a lot of times in Little League, you put your best player at quarterback and just tell him to have at it. And that's, all, that's almost what it looks like St. Mary's is doing here with their freshman guy. He's able to pick up 10, 15 yards in a hurry there. Braden Leiden is out there once again at quarterback. They're back to the wishbone. Everybody congratulating Antoine Thomas here on the near sideline, slapping the helmet. Three back set. Stack in the box once again is Oak Park. Left side run. They have it in the hands Ooh. this time of Neeson. The ball came loose at the last second at the 35-yard line in Oak Park territory. They're pointing towards the left side like they thought they recovered it, but I think they ruled them down after a solid gain of about eight. And I'll tell you something. Number 22, Neeson there, he's not looking to, to juke any guys or get out the way of any guys. He just laid the boom down there and just ran through a defender with a big truck stick down there. And now it's second and eight. He gained eight yards there. 
9.48 left to play in quarter number three. It's 7-0 Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Second down, two to go. They're up to the Oak Park 32-yard line on the far hash, moving left to right here in the second quarter. Wishbone, but two tight ends left and right. The big fellow, D.C. Temple, in front of the Oak Park bench on the far side. They keep it on the ground, and wow, they just got it on the second effort, tumbling and whirling his way past the 30 up to the 28-yard line. Nice job by Tommy Boss as he drives a bunch of high fives on the far side. Yeah, so essentially the same formation that we've seen a ton of where they have those two tight ends in tight and the three running backs and the wishbone set in the backfield. On that play, they just split out their two big tight ends out to a wide look, just hope, hoping to spread out the defense and get them thinking past. Still ran the ball there. They're double tight again here. Lead in under center. Has the handoff right directly from his center. Neeson again on the inside. Scampers for four on first down. Just shy of the 25-yard line at second and six. This is that St. Mary's football I talked about. What you can see here is they're having a very long drive. Uh, They're almost four minutes in on this drive. They're moving the ball methodically, short gains, short four- to five-yard carries, and, hey, they're moving the ball, they're running the clock, and they're doing what St. Mary's does, wearing down that defense. Second down and caught a very short seven to go. Football is spotted on the Oak Park 26-yard line with eight minutes to play here in the second. It's Neeson again, bellies his way up to the 22-yard line of action there. So third and three coming up. And nearly every time it's been third down, we've seen shotgun here from George Porter. Yes, we have. And this situation, third and short. Hey, coach has been keeping us off balance here, so it's hard to make a prediction on what he's going to do here. But I'm going to guesstimate this is four-down territory for them. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see a run down here. And if they don't pick it up, maybe another run again on fourth. Wishbone, they stick with it here, rolling out to throw to the right side. Has a man, and it's complete at the 15-yard line. Tumbling his way out of bounds. Decent tackle by Joshua Flake, but he gains a first down and then some. It's Ben Meath, who we haven't called today, the 6'4", 200-pound tight end. Yeah, and when you play against the St. Mary's team, who who does a good job of keeping you off balance as a coach and as a defense, you got to keep your guys just truly sticking to the rules that they have. So a lot of times defensive backs are responsible for the pass plays, and those linebackers are responsible for the run. Leedon has been accountable here today. He's done a really nice job. Hands it off this time to the left, looking to bounce outside his Boyle, looking for that left pylon, stretches his way into the end zone. Yeah, and it's going it's to sound crazy to hear, but... Hey, number 26, boy, he just wanted it more on that play. He refused to go down. He ran through a couple defenders and wheeled himself into the end zone. Touchdown, St. Mary's. 13-0, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's. 7.30 remaining here in the third quarter. That's a big touchdown. Brought to you by Siena Heights University. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. Long snap is high. The extra point is up and booming as they ran into him a bit and threw the back of the up right in the track here. Ryan Kirk again puts a nice right foot into it. 14-0. Orchard Lake St. Mary's still seven minutes and 30 seconds left to play in the third in your game of the week on the Patriot. 
We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Jeremy and Dylan with you here at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Always a very tight atmosphere. A lot of stands, but they're packed here today on both sides. Flipping kickoff attempt is fielded at the 15-yard line and certainly returnable here for Oak Park. They look to reverse field to the far side. Bo Miller is across the 25, stretches his way up to the 26-yard line, and that is where Oak Park and Robert Solter will start this second half. They just need some flow offensively. We saw a number of key turnovers, some big penalties, what, three or four delay of game calls. A new offensive unit in some capacities, Watson is back at running back so is ramsey as well but just haven't been able to get much going down the field despite some really good field position of late yeah and i'm sure oak park feels a little pressure to get something going here on this drive as there's the lead is starting to gain on them three wide they're still in the gun solter arms extended takes a shotgun snap here hands it off right side it's glennie cross who's taken some offensive snaps here today, who gains a few up to the 29, caught a gain of three, second and seven. Good push there by the offensive line for Oak Park to get something going. They're going to need a lot more of that. Bo Miller checks into play from the near sideline here. Their deep target really hasn't gotten a chance to get loose so far here tonight. 14-0 Orchard Lake St. Mary's, 650 remaining here in the third quarter. Three wide for the Knights as they move right to left here in the third. They motion Miller out a little bit more to the left side, just to the right of the numbers. They might throw to him here. He looks that way. It's a short pass instead over the top, complete into the hands of Artwell Guyton. Right there to meet him right away was Owen Tuckner, the six-foot-tall linebacker, senior here for Orchard Lake. It's a yard shy of the first down, third and one. So you hear the coach yelling for them, hey, widen out for the for the wide out receiver to widen out there. They're just trying to create some space there so they could get that out route to the number two receiver before that corner could pounce on him like he did earlier in the game and make a PBU. Third and one from the Oak Park 35-yard line right at the near hash here. Three wide. Oak Park needs the first down here. They get it spreading deep. Through the secondary that time is Watson. Watson spins to the 45 and up to the 47-yard line, just shy of Orchard Lake territory. It's first and 10. Definitely a talent runner there. Sakoni Watson is number four. He does a great job, like I talked about earlier, keeps his feet moving on every play. He's not an easy guy to bring down. He's not the biggest, but he is very explosive. One of the leaders on this team as well. Already to the midway point of this third quarter. That's what an Orchard Lake St. Mary's offense can do to you. 
Wide receivers switching spots. Men in the slots. Jennings switching with Guyton here. Shotgun snap is taken. Helmet high. Looks left side into the hands of Allen. He scampers forward for five yards on first down into Orchard Lake territory at the 46-yard line. It's going to be about second and four. Yeah, and that running back there, he hasn't got too many carries today, but Mr. Allen there, very, very good carry, pretty explosive back as well. Hey, these backs, you see why Coach Carter is so high on their running backs here. These guys have a lot of speed and a lot of talent back there. Yeah, two seniors, four and five listed in the roster. I think Allen has a bit more wiggle. Surprised we haven't seen him a bit more so far. Three wide, handing it off quickly to Watson, but even quicker is that defensive front that says absolutely not for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Brendan Dean, the defensive end, pushing the pile back. And they, try, they tried to go to that run for a third time, tried to hit the well again, and... Let's see, offsetting penalties. I think it's just on Orchard Lake. Yeah, just on Orchard Lake. Personal foul on Sportsmanlike was the call. Not a penalty that Coach Poirier is going to be happy with. You see him getting on the guys right now. George Poirier in the characteristic shorts. You'll see him in shorts sometimes, even in the coldest of days. But this one you... Definitely appreciate it. The black polo had to make it pretty hot earlier. Red hat, red shorts. The black M on the left side of his polo here for St. Mary's. Two wide receivers left, one to the far side. Solter in the gun and another pre-snap penalty. Everybody pointing at each other. Oak Park thinks it's on St. Mary's, of course, and St. Mary's thinks it's on Oak Park. The call is false starts against the Knights. Yep, and that was the receiver, number seven for Oak Park. He's the guy that got called for it. There were quite a few guys on both sides of the ball that took off early there. But as a receiver, you gotta you got to be looking down at the ball. You can't rely on sound, especially as he moves on to the next level. Stadiums get louder. You can never rely on sound for the, for the snap. you got to look down at the ball. Three minutes and 47 seconds left here in the third. 14-0 Orchard Lake. First down and 15 from the Old Lake 38-yard line. Another big hit, and they're going to finish it off on the backside off a run, gaining just one yard. It looked like Brendan Dean <laughs> was the first man in that came with it. Yeah, Brendan Dean's a big man, so I'm not sure if there's a typo on this roster. Says he's 5'10", 190. He looks a lot bigger than that. So that could have been it. maybe. Yeah, maybe. He's eating up a lot of space there in the middle. So number, yeah, that might have been Charles Collins there. As a matter of fact, 66 instead of 56. Eating up a lot of space there, a nose tackle. Second down and 15. They scrimmage from the Orchard Lake 38-yard line. Moving right to left here in the third, looking for their first touchdown. Pounded on the ground. It's Allen who moves right side, looking to gain back the original line of scrimmage. He's close, but still about three yards shy. And now that's going to be third and 14 from the Orchard Lake 38. Yeah, third and 14. In this situation, we've seen Oak Park, we've seen them trying to make some big pass plays in these third and long situations. A lot of times it's turned into a sack or a very risky pass for the quarterback. So, Interesting to see what St. Mary's will dial up for the defensive side of the ball. Not much of a breeze has developed here in the third quarter. By the time we hit the third yesterday, it was a monster breeze going left to right in Dakota and Brother Rice, but not so here today. Very still air, still a hazy 
as the sun sets. The lights are in full force here today. And it looks like a timeout burn by Oak Park. They've had trouble getting off plays so far here today, and that is the case here. Two and change remaining in the third quarter. 14-0 St. Mary's as they've scored another touchdown here in the third. Back with more after this on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. Dennis Prager always delivers wisdom. There is another beginning of wisdom. You are the biggest problem in your life. That is the beginning of health. The left does exactly what ruins people's lives. They teach them that they are not the problem, but society is. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Rock Harris takes over at quarterback here for Oak Park. Passing formation, four wide, trips to the right. 209 to go into 14 nothing. third quarter. Third and 14 from the Orchard Lake 38-yard line. Arms extended, calls for the snap, has it out of the gun. Fades back, pressure coming. Twisted and sacked. A three-yard loss at the 42-yard line. Three or four red jerseys coming in. It looks like the principal man, again, Owen Teichner, the linebacker who we've called more and more, and that's now fourth and a mile as they're back towards midfield again at the 42. And third and long is a... That's just a situation a lot of defensive coordinators just dream of. They're able to, to chalk up some of their exotic blitzes, bring something new, try to confuse the quarterback. And this works well here for St. Mary's on every third and long attempt for their defense. They've been able to get sacks, errant throws, and another sack here. Bochenik is back to receive this punt. Oak Park will drive it from their own 47-yard line. High snap, Glenny Cross. Is still going to kick it. Looks like he almost threw it there as this one takes a bad bounce for Oak Park and it spins into the right side of the black end zone here at Orchard Lake. So with a buck six left in the third quarter and St. Mary's with a 14-0 lead, they have the ball back. Well, people ask me, what's a credit union? I tell them the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit at the same time. And you're not a customer, you're a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, offer a free financial literacy program to to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in just minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com, federally insured by the NCUA. First down and 10 from the 20-yard line in their own territory for the Eaglets as they begin another potentially time-crunching drive, scoring a good four chunk on that first down carry up to the 25-yard line at second and six. I've talked about it all day. It has a way of lulling the defense to sleep with these four-yard carries that St. Mary's banks on. So there they are, four yards and a positive game. They love that. Just a couple plays left in this third quarter. 33 seconds to go in it. Handoff left side. Once again, they want Boyle. Boyle's been good today as he gains another first down. He seems to be their kind of second down. We need a six, five-yard gain. He's done it more often than not as he gains the 32. Yeah, and Boyle, he may not be the fastest back, but I'll tell you one thing. He's really quick. He has a great burst. 
And sometimes in football, it's not about being a great 100-yard sprinter, but, hey, we just need quick 10- to 15-yard bursts. That's what the game of football is played in, 10- to 15-yard boxes. And that running back does a great job there of getting six, seven yards there on the carry, moving the ball, moving the chains, and St. Mary's holding up their fours as we're going to the fourth quarter. Zeros on the board to end the third, 14-0. The lead for Orchard Lake St. Mary's trying to will their way to a week one victory here today. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. the lead for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. They have the football, a first down and 10 from their own 32-yard line, running it right in front of us. We're stationed at the 40 here today. Aiden Boyle takes it for just one yard up the left side. The student section is starting to bring some major noise, so they're they're expecting to see their team run this clock out, play that St. Mary's football. Hey, it's only one quarter left. They feel like they can eat up half of the clock on this drive here. Try to make one of those drives that are very demoralizing to the defense. St. Mary's now moving right to left across your radio dial. Single wide receivers on each side still in the wishbone here. Inside handoff, eight up. Boy, is this defensive front strong in some capacities today. That's Robinson, the big fella, senior out there wreaking havoc right off the bat. And not sure who, who had a mishap there between the quarterback and the fullback, but it looks like they're bringing out the freshman quarterback now, hoping for either an explosive play here or explosive pass play. I'm going to call St. Mary's to do the quarterback draw here, just look for their quarterback to, to pick up all 10 yards on his own. Victor Giller, the offensive guard, came out on that play. It's a passing formation, twins aside, and it's Wildcat once again for Antoine Thomas. Stiff arm right across the line, doesn't have a lot of space. But, boy, he's not big, but he acts a lot bigger than he is as he pushes forward for a couple yards, something out of nothing. Not exactly, I'm sure, what St. Mary's was looking for, as this will be their shortest drive in a little bit. Six yards away from a first down, they'll punt it away. Yep, and I don't think St. Mary's really has too much confidence in their passing game there, as we can see on third and long they just went with the freshman for the quarterback draw try to pick up what they could but hey i know they have a ton of confidence in their defense one of the best in the state so just going to put that defense back out there back to receive this punt bo miller wow booming punt 
Sidewinding to the 30-yard line. Miller takes it. It's returnable. He's breaking tackles everywhere at the 40-yard line up to the 45, just shy of midfield here. And that is where Oak Park will take over. They've had some great field position, really, since their first two drives in this game. Time to take a look at the fundamentals of the game brought to you by the Student Connection. Student Connection has your playbook for success. Experienced tutors who help strengthen academic skills and build great study habits. Find out more at the Student Connect. Com. You certainly think Orchard Lake St. Mary is doing a bit better that here in the second half, but they have a drive where they maybe missed a block, and here or there, I guess you can nitpick it, but they've certainly been the better team so far. Oak Park trying to change that. That's right. So, hey, look for a lot more pass out of Oak Park. They're starting to run out of clock here. Rock Harris still out there at quarterback here. Trips to his right, one to the far side, single setback to his left. It's Watson. Hands it off to Watson. Up the middle, Watson is bottled up behind the line of scrimmage. That's going to be a loss of two or three back to the 44-yard line. Great job again by the St. Mary's defense. It's John, or Joe Jonda there. It's hard to see now. There's no lights in the press box, and it's getting dark. Try to sneak it into the uh, stadium lighting here as we push our papers forward. But regardless, second and 12. Yeah, St. Mary's defense doing a great job. Just a disciplined unit out there. I know they have Coach Deontay Allen out there, who's a St. Mary's football legend, played his college ball down at Florida State. And he's out here leading these guys. I see him very active on the sideline with the communication. And these guys look good today. You talked about it off air, you know, knowing the culture. That's a big thing, certainly, at programs like this. He knows it. Trying to teach it now. Trips right, one to the left side. Shotgun snap even with the belly taken, and it's the short screen to Bo Miller. Complete. He's across the 45, gaining back all that lost yardage, plus two more. They're just two yards shy of midfield up to the Oak Park 48-yard line. It's third and eight. Oak Park just trying to get the ball out in the hands of one of their playmakers on that quick bubble screen there. But St. Mary's safety comes down as soon as the – as soon as the slot receiver touches the ball, he makes a good open field tackle there. And now look at his third and long. And Aries, look for them to dial up that blitz again. We've seen a few sacks and Aaron throws here on third down as a result of the blitz. So St. Mary's, I'm looking for a blitz here. Eight minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. 14-0 Mary's. Trips to the left, one of the near side. It's actually Solter back out there quarterback after a few reps by Harris. Solter looks left to his far sideline where his team is, and now another delay a game. That's the fourth or fifth in this game already in Oak Park. Not what you want to see here in week one, and that's going to move it behind five yards, and it's now third and 13, back to the 43. Yeah, and these play clocks that they have for the for the play clock in each end zone, they're not operating today, but as a quarterback, you just got to be more aware that, that ref behind you is giving the countdown as soon as it gets to five seconds. you got to have that mental clock in your head. But as a, a rookie quarterback out here, it's a, it's a true learning curve. Ball in the near hash. Allen running back to the right hip here. Aaron Snap bobbled off his helmet. Boy, that pinballed around a couple times, and Solter is able to still fall on it. He had numerous red and white jerseys for Orchard Lake trying to paw it away from him. Joe Janda was one of them. Also in the area, Zane Neeson, who's been big on offense at the running back spot, and now it's fourth and a mile all the way back to the Oak Park 34-yard line, and they have no choice but to punt it away here. Yeah, and the situation for Oak Park on that drive goes from bad to worse to, to awful. So 
they went from third and eight to now they're at fourth and nearly 20. And now they have to punt it here with 7.30 left to go in the game. Down by two scores. Charles Gillespie has made some of the best plays at this position here today. High snap, though. He backs up like a center fielder trying to get that. Kind of shanks it off the right side of his foot, but he still gets a great bounce. Takes a bounce at the 35-yard line, rolling on its side to the 30, still spinning and going and going to the 21 of Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And that is where the Eaglets will take over with 7 minutes and 10 seconds left in a 14-0 fourth quarter in favor of the team that has the football here. Uh, that's kind of a benefit you get of putting a great athlete at your punter position. Hey, we've seen quite a few bad snaps for him, but he's been able to make a one-handed catch, a backpedaling catch, and he's been able to, to secure some pretty good field position for the Oak Park football team here. Well, Dylan, if Fortune Lake St. Mary's does what they do all the time, they could theoretically grind this clock down to two minutes, score another touchdown, and the game would virtually be over at that point here. Running left side is Boyle. He sprints well off the line. Oak Park came out of the pile with the football, and they say that is down at the 25-yard line. Sprinting up and down after he picked that up was Darnell Boone. He's been pretty active today on defense, but it's second and five up to the 26. Yeah, we don't have official stats right now in terms of time of possession, but I'm willing to guess that St. Mary's has dominated the clock today. So just having the ball, having your defense take a lot of breaks is helpful. Leading under center, still in the wishbone here. Right side handoff, Rock Haber. He finds the outside nearly galloping to a first down. He bounced and bounced and bounced to the 30-yard line. And was snuck down on the turf pretty alertly on the far side by, uh, was it Daryl Washington over there, the defensive lineman? Yep, that was Washington there, the defensive lineman. But we haven't seen very many carries for the senior, the five foot eight senior, Jake Rockhaber there. But he looks explosive when he touches the football. Third and one now. Bring in some extra bodies here. Zane Neeson is one of them. Cannon also thought he was coming in. That's the second time that Cannon was nearly the extra man on the field. They got a penalty earlier in this game because of it. And George Port wants to take a timeout in a big situation here. They can ice this game if they keep winding down the clock and score again. It's 14-0 St. Mary's. 5.51 left to play in the fourth quarter and a 14-0 lead for the Eaglets here on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Have we gotten to the point where at some high school game that an official has finally had enough from coaches, players, and adults, pulls off the whistle, and offers it to you? Let's hope not. There's no way you could do a better job. It's on everyone to promote good sportsmanship. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. You're listening to CHSL Football on the Patriot. Inside handoff for St. Mary's here, and it looks like a false start is going to go against them as we come back from break here. So that makes it a third and six. So a third and one becomes a third and six. It was just in front of the 30-yard line of the Eaglets. Now it's back to the 25. 
So third and a long six to go. The clock frozen at 549. The score 14 nothing in favor of Orchard Lake. And again, they'll bring the freshman in, who more often than not has run the Wildcat for this team, Antoine Thomas. Yeah, it's impressive to see the freshman out here able to lead this team from the quarterback position of all positions, by far the toughest position on the field. And he's able to do it, and he has a good command to him as well. 5'11", 160. That's through his body, though. And Aaron Snap at the 15-yard line still gets out of it what he does best. But Oak Park is going to take him down for a big loss in the end. That was the arms of Ryan Ramsey, the junior defensive back, who slammed him to the turf. So now they're behind the original line of scrimmage, all the way back to the 15, and it's fourth and 16. They'll have to punt in the shadow of their own end zone. And I commend Coach Greg Carter over there. One thing about him is he never loses his composure. So a lot of a lot of coaches may have panicked there, but he trusted his defense, and they did well. High arching punt. Bo Miller is back to receive it now in Orchard Lake St. Mary's territory. Takes it with a head of steam at the 47-yard line. He's across the 45, up to the 40, and smacked down just shy of the 35 in between the hash marks here. So again, Dylan, great field position. For this night's team, they have just not been able to capitalize on it tonight. Yeah, if you tell Coach Park, Coach uh, Carter before this game that he received the ball in plus territory maybe three or four times today, I'm sure he would have took that. Now, as an Oak Park fan, you're, you're hoping to see this offense pick up right now because this game isn't over. There's five minutes left to go. We've seen some things happen really fast yesterday, so... Let's see, can they pick up this offense here and score? Brock Harris is back out there at quarterback. Twins aside for him. He wants to throw on first down. Has Miller on the far side. It's bobbled and trickles into the far sideline, into the Oak Park bench. And there's an Orchard Lake St. Mary's man down at the 32-yard line after a second and 10 play. We've already seen somebody carted off in this game. Jalen Stevens, the senior defensive lineman, had to be helped up this might be a cramp and i'm really surprised this is the first one we've seen in this game that's owen teichner the talented senior linebacker down yep and one thing today is oak park loves that fade out concept that they get with the number one receiver running a straight vertical route kind of clearing out that cover three defensive back and then that number two guys just get into the flat before the outside linebacker can make it out to the flat with him. Now that ball is put right on the money, hit, hit the receiver right in the chest, but he just dropped it. Shotgun formation. Harris fading back to pass. Has it complete this time to Miller. Watch him run at the 30-yard line. Dangerous cut at the 25. Still on his feet inside the 20 to the 16-ish yard line. Yes, that's where they mark it as he's onto the black turf, out of bounds. A first down for Oak Park. And because that field was so good, they have a chance to split this lead in half. Incredible here. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple good opportunities here for Oak Park. It's just a matter of them executing on this amazing field position that they've been getting today. A lot of trust showed in the senior receiver, number seven, Buana Harris there. They came right back to him, and he caught it. Four wide again for Greg Carter here. Trouble in the backfield for Harris. He works out of it at first, but St. Mary's gobbles him up. Charles Collins, the 290-pound hard worker, takes him for a two-yard loss at second and 12. That was a great play call by the offensive coordinator for Oak Park there. 
You saw a trip set to the wide side of the field. The number one receiver ran a post. He was able to get that corner to come with him. That cover three corner came with him. And the number two receiver ran out and then up wide open in the end zone, but the quarterback wasn't able to see him due to the pressure. Trips left one to the near side, claps for the snap. He has it now. Gillespie fades back, has a man left side. It's complete again. Antonio O'Neill with his first catch, trying to barrel his way towards the goal line here. He's ultra close as he has a first down. If nothing else, he is marked down at the two-yard line with that final stretch. And with the clock winding at 4.02, down 14-0. Oak Park banging on the door, their first score. Hey, that was the same exact play concept that I just talked about. They ran it right back. They saw they saw it was open. They ran it back. Great catch. First catch of the game for O'Neal there. Quick to the line is Harrison Company here. They want a handoff. Left side, Watson finds the end zone. How about it? Yep, and we're starting to see some late momentum here for Oak Park. Touchdown. They have a lot of, a lot of really talented, speedy, skillful skill players out there. So number four, he just picked up his first touchdown of the season there. 14-6 to six with 3.40 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Another touchdown brought to you by Siena Heights University. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. George Porritt, as he does no matter what the situation, pacing the sideline here. like to get a step count on him <laughs> throughout the game, but you could tell he was visibly frustrated after that touchdown went through. And you could say, hey, Oak Park, Maybe doesn't deserve to be in this game, but it doesn't matter. They made a play when they needed to. Going for two, kicking game usually isn't their strength, and able to cut through the middle of the field is Harris as he scores the two-point conversion. So that could be huge theoretically going forward because they might not play for the tie if they get a touchdown. They could potentially play for the lead. 340 left. Good finish coming to this one when we get back in your Catholic League. Game of the week on the Patriot. Good comp now. That's what I like to see. Well, we're going to stick with you here, I guess. Jeremy out alongside Dylan Dixon to bring you the call here today. Three minutes and 40 seconds left to play in the fourth quarter. 14 to 8. Yeah, and Oak Park making it a game here in the last five minutes of the game. It's 14 to 8 now. They went for two after scoring that touchdown. Not sure if it was by design or just by necessity of maybe not having a field goal kicker. But either way, it works out in their favor. They're down by six points now, which is just a touchdown. And if they score again, if, they, if they're able to stop St. Mary's and they score again, they're in the lead. These are two teams that benefited largely from the playoff scenario last year. Everybody got in. Oak Park was 0-6. You never would have expected that from them, but they had some players missing and then rallied all the way to the state semifinal, defeating some big teams en route to a state semifinal appearance. Brett Stanley put the team on his back for De La Salle late in that one, winning it in overtime. We carried it here on air in walk-off fashion. It was pretty cool. 14-8, the lead for Orchard Lake St. Mary's at the moment. They'll kick this football away with three minutes and 40 seconds left. Two timeouts remaining on each side. It's an onside kick. That's not going to go 10 yards, though. The whole Orchard Lake St. Mary's oh. coaching staff saying don't touch it. Did that roll some more? It rolled past midfield, and Oak Park recovers. Coming out with the football in midair is number 12, Ryan Ramsey. How about it? Hey, and that's why we play all 48 minutes of the football game, because all night it hasn't been looking like Oak Park's game. 
St. Mary's has been very dominant, and it's a little bit of luck. It's just the way the football is shaped. Jeremy caught it. He, he didn't think it was going to go 10 yards. Myself, I didn't know either. But as soon as it t hit 10 yards, the Oak Park player was able to pounce on it, and now they have the ball with, once again, great field position, three minutes and 40 seconds left in this game. And look at it. It's a freaking ball game now. Well, what do you do here? Do you – you know, try to get the touchdown as quick as you can or try to kill some time off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you Honestly, have a chance to win with another two-point conversion, obviously, if you can wind it all the way down. But maybe you want to keep with your momentum here and just score as quick as you can. Yeah, I think you got to ride the momentum and score as quickly as you can. Shotgun formation. They scrimmage from midfield here. It's a short screen pass. It's worked a couple times for them here today. They'll gain three yards into Orchard Lake St. Mary's territory up to the 47. The junior there, O'Neal with another catch, and he's looking good on these last two drives, starting to pick up momentum. And look at this. Now you see this Oak Park team moving around with a whole new type of bounce that we haven't seen them move with in the first half. Momentum is building. Well, this defense for Orchard Lake has been out there a long time as well. Second down and seven from the Orchard Lake 47. Shotgun snap is delivered. Ball's loose on the turf. Orchard Lake has it. Tommy Boss riding into the heavens. Down the middle of the field. He's on the M for OLSM. His teammates mob him in the center of the end zone. What a swing. Orchard Lake St. Mary's might have just iced this back and forth game. Hey, Tommy Boss there with the scoop and score for the touchdown. That's a true boss move there. I'm not sure if you'll see a nose tackle in the whole state of Michigan that's faster than him. He picked up that, that ball and did a 100-yard dash to the end zone. Great play there for the senior captain, Tommy Boss. That's going to be a play that he remembers for the rest of his life. In one second, the head's kind of hanging on the Orchard Lake St. Mary's sideline. Now they're jumping up and down. The coaching staff exuberance. The game's not over certainly yet with two timeouts remaining for Oak Park, but with 2.55 left, Orchard Lake St. Mary's has taken a 20-8 lead. Wow. How quickly the pendulum can swing. The extra point is delivered up and good. Booming through the back of the end zone. There's a flag that comes out. It was the official underneath the upright on the right side who drew it out. So not sure exactly what that could be for, but with 2.55 remaining here in the fourth, St. Mary's likely leads at 21-8. They have yet to put the one on the scoreboard. Regardless, that's another Siena Heights University touchdown. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. It's amazing how fast the momentum can change in a football game. So as a coach, that's why you try to always keep your guys even killed. Never let them get too high. Never let them get too low. Keep them right there in the middle the entire game. Train them the entire summer, the entire winter to keep that mid-attitude no matter what good things or bad things happen throughout the game. You see these teams kind of embodying that on both sides of the ball here. And, hey, still not too late for Saint Mary for Oak Park to try to make a comeback here. So the extra point did count. They put 21 on the board, 21 to 8. St. Mary's here with 2 minutes and 55 seconds remaining in the football game here. De La Salle up big in their game over Chicago St. Patrick, 31 to 7 in the fourth quarter. That's via your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. 
North Farmington defeats Farmington big today as well, 49-6. Interesting matchup in week one between those two rivals. The penalty must have been against Oak Park because it's being assessed on the kickoff here. They'll take it from the Oak Park 45-yard line, a wobbling ball that really had no chance to stay out of the end zone that time. Hits the track and takes a bounce back towards the road here at the campus of Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And this offense will start on the 20-yard line for Oak Park. In a game where they had nearly all the momentum at a dime's watch after Orchard Lake St. Mary's was up 14-0, they scored to make it 14-8 after the two-point conversion was good. But then the fumble on the deck after the onside kick was recovered by Oak Park at midfield. Picked up by Tommy Boss all the way down the field for a touchdown on the defensive side of things here tonight. Four wide receivers are going to run it instead, though. Head of steam for Watson. He's got a first down across the 30 up to the 35-yard line. He gained 15 on that play and got out of bounds, more importantly, as well. So the clock freezes at 248. Yep, and that's going to bring some frustration to the Oak Park fans. I know they're looking for some big plays here, but that was a big play on the ground, and he was able to get out of bounds, stop the clock. So a good play nonetheless for Oak Park. Robert Solter is out there at the quarterback position. We've seen him and Rock Harris, more so Solter. He started this game and has played most of the snaps. Trips right, takes the shotgun snap. It was high helmet high, face mask kind that is, as he gives it off to Watson, and he is immediately met at the line of scrimmage maybe after a gain of one up to the 36 yard line at second and nine yep another run play here and i'm sure st mary's loves to see it the clock is still ticking down we're almost down below two minutes here two timeouts remaining for both sides and they're not hurrying here taking way too much time two wide receivers on each side moving left to right here in the fourth quarter Empty set this time as he fades back. Some major pressure coming in from Orchard Lake. It's a screen pass complete. They look right side for Watson. Breaks his ankles after Orchard Lake contained him very well on the near side. It was Cannon who bottled him up along with Jost Janda once again. And they came back to that short drag route where they kind of clear out all the receivers, get everybody going deep, bring that one slot receiver over for a short cut and drag route. And they're able to pick up a few yards, but it's not a lot of urgency here. Third down and seven. A buck 26 left in the fourth quarter. Orchard Lake up 21-8 after their fumble recovery and six on the board as well. Stepping into the throw down the middle of the field. Good catch. Stretching out is Alreno O'Neal past the 40-yard line. The chains will cause the clock to stop until those are set. So it stopped at a minute 15. That's the rule in high school football here in Michigan. Another great catch there by Arena O'Neill, showing his athleticism here in the fourth quarter. Third catch here in the quarter. So they're back in Orchard Lake St. Mary's territory once again. Four wide, back to pass, airing it out. Left side, looking towards the end zone there. Bobbled and incomplete. Threw it into double coverage for the Eaglets that time. Charles Galepsi trying to reach out both of those hands and get himself a touchdown. But instead, it's second and 10 with 59 seconds left. Yeah, number five there, the senior defensive back at 5'11", 180. Brennan Bochenek making a great play. 
and letting the receiver know about it there as he waves his hands off, telling them, not in my house. <laughs> Second and 10 from the O-Lake 40-yard line, 59 seconds left. Orchard Lake trying to ice this game. They lead it 21-8 to at home. Handoff up the middle, head of steam once again for Thomas, rumbling towards the end zone. He's down to the 10-yard line. What a gain. You can see some flustered defenders there for Orchard Lake St. Mary's, but time is not the friend of Oak Park. It stops again until the chains get set. 52 seconds left, still two timeouts remaining. And now Oak Park will burn one of those two timeouts here. Great explosive run there by the back. Hey, he's able to... All day he's been getting tackled a little bit in the open field by those safeties playing great, but on that play he's, made, he's able to make the safety break break all the way down to the ground. Looked like he was breakdancing out there. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League with 10 branch locations, a full-service online team, a highly rated mobile app, and great loan rates. Alliance Catholic Credit Union can be your financial guardian angel. You can join online in just minutes, and when you do, Use the code JOIN20. Again, that's JOIN20 for a $20 free deposit into your account. Just visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. 52 ticks left. That's it. Only one timeout remaining as well for Oak Park. They trail 21-8, driving fairly well once again. They've done that much better here in the fourth quarter. Led by this new quarterback here today, which we didn't have his name on the roster, but he's doing a decent job. Solter is out there in the gun. Two wide receivers aside. Takes the shotgun snap. Fades it right side. Through the back of the end zone and incomplete. Intended target Artel Geitrin, who's targeted a couple times here today, the young sophomore. It's second and ten. They're just outside of a goal situation at the Orchard Lake 12. Yeah, and the receiver didn't have a, a chance to catch that ball. It was way overthrown. And St. Mary's just sitting back, defending the defending the, the end zone there. And they're not going to let those double moves happen. So you see some guys trying to run hitch and goes on the outside. At this point, they're not breaking on anything short. They're just defending the touchdown. Tyler Crockett, the lone deep safety in the heart of the end zone here for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Four wide once again. Six on the defensive front for the Eaglets, they send some pressure. Second down and 10. Fading right. Solder looks to get it into the end zone. They have a touchdown. Stretching it out just to the left of the near pylon. Bo Miller. And that makes it a bit closer with 42 seconds left. But they're going to need another onside kick as it's 21-14. And I'm going to guess here they're going to go for two. Oak Park has they've stuck to some of their key plays. And they've been working. So you see that drag again. Number seven getting the ball, Vano Miller. He's done a great job out here being an explosive playmaker for Oak Park. And that's something to build on throughout the season. But, hey, this game isn't over yet. Historically, more often than not, Oak Park will go for two. Greg Carter has said before this game that he'd like to kick extra points a little bit better, but just hasn't found that kicker to do so yet. Solter out there in the gun. High snap, doesn't matter. A little jump throw and wide open in the center of the end zone is Alreno O'Neill. Surprised he was that wide open given how much he's been targeted here today. Makes the catch for the two-point conversion. And now the game's 21-16 with 42 seconds left. Another onside coming, you'd think. Yeah, definitely going to see an onside here. You know, St. Mary's, they weren't expecting the first onside. They were in their regular kick return formation. 
But on this one, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of guys up on the front line ready to pick up this ball. They're going to have the hands team out there, all the guys with the best hands on the team to try to recover this ball and ice the game for St. Mary's. It's another touchdown brought to you by Siena Heights University. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. 42 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter here. 21-16. The lead for Orchard Lake St. Mary's is, again, they're hanging on by a thread. Tommy Boss still with a huge play in this game when Oak Park had it back down just 14-8 at that point. Fumble came loose at midfield. He rumbled 50 yards down the field after securing that football. And as Dylan described it in that moment, he had some speed (laughs) on that baby down the center of the end zone. Yeah, and he took off from everyone that was around him. Definitely see why he's one of the better running backs for this team, as well as a nose tackle. Kind of a different combination that you don't see too often. A speedy running back playing nose tackle, but he does it well. Some of the wide receivers out here, the front line to return this kick, as you normally see, the hands team. You have Crockett at safety. Bochinek, who plays both DB and wide receiver, and a timeout burned by Orchard Lake St. Mary's as they want to talk it over here. Yep, and I don't think Coach Porritt liked the way his formation looked there. Now, hands team, this is one of those teams that it's easy for a coach to to neglect during the week and during preparation as you don't always think about these situations but a legendary coach like coach port he covers all his bases and you know that he's had his team well prepared to defend this play you ever on the hands team yeah i was on the hands team you know got good hands over here (laughs) what's the key i mean outside of the obvious to get the football but i mean so football is a lot different than a, a a basketball or a baseball, it's not round. It, it bounces very weird. So just having good instincts, you want to have some guys that maybe even played baseball are used to scooping up some of those ground balls. You want to have guys with good reactions and good hands on this team. So here we go. Both teams back out there. Oak Park in the left. Orchard Lake St. Mary's on the right, leading 21-16 with 42 seconds left. A winding extra Bounce taken there, and Orchard Lake St. Mary is able to recover the onside kick. It's at the 42-yard line. I think they wanted to make sure it went 10 yards after it barely scooted past midfield the last time around. But as Orchard Lake St. Mary's has one of their up men recover that, the game is a couple knees away from being in hand here tonight. Yeah, and how fitting for possibly their best receiver to, to recover that ball for the hands team. He's six foot six. That's D.C. Temple out there. He's able to catch that high bounce, bring it in, and secure it. And I'm expecting to see a couple knees here and Orchard Lake taking the win. Victory formation for this St. Mary's team. They have three running backs behind their quarterback, Leiden, who's under center. He's been a pretty decent force. I mean, he won't stick out in terms of his stats at the quarterback position, but for a guy who has not played at the varsity level in this kind of spot he's done a nice job as they take their first knee at second and 12 back to the 41 and oak park will use their last timeout. why not with 39 seconds to go trying to force something crazy here 21 16 is the mary's lead well this the 32nd year for george porritt as the head coach of orchard lake st mary's 270 and 84 how about that record seven 
state championships. He was inducted into the Michigan High School Coaches Hall of Fame this year, the Catholic League Hall of Fame back in 2000. And not only a football coach, 22 years as the bench boss of the basketball team. He won a state title in 2000 as well there. Two state titles in lacrosse when they added that program as well. Just an impressive Hall of Fame resume for a guy that's really well-liked around the Orchard Lake community as well. The second knee is taken. 30 seconds left. That should ice this baby home. Orchard Lake St. Mary's holds on 21-16. The huge play by Tommy Boss as he recovered the fumble and took it 50 yards down the left side of the field as St. Mary's jumps around celebrating a week one victory here today. A team that only won one regular season game. A team that only played four regular season games because of COVID-19 last year. It's got to feel really good here at home. Put a bow on it when we get back in our postgame show on the Patriot again, 21-16. Your final score, Orchard Lake St. Mary's over Oak Park here tonight. The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. WDTK, Detroit. The Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM. Stay tuned for the postgame show, next on the Patriot. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Siena Heights University is preparing for the 2021 football season. The Saints were picked to finish fifth in the Mid-States Football Association's Mid-East League, which is part of the NAIA. Siena Heights is led by senior linebacker Cole Merlin, who led the nation in tackles per game last season and is a preseason All-American. Matt Cohn is entering his fifth season as head coach. However, he has been with the program since its inception in 2011. The Saints have boasted one of the top defenses in the nation, and also excel in the classroom with 17 student-athletes named Academic All-Conference last season. The Saints opened the season September 4th against Olivet Nazarene, with their home opener September 18th against St. Xavier. To learn more about Siena Heights University football and Saints athletics, visit shusaints.com. Time for your drive of the game, brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. You can get yourself an auto loan quickly here today. Log on to AllianceCatholic.com right now. Again, that's AllianceCatholic.com. What do you think today, Dylan? Yeah, drive of the game. I want to say that the drive of the game was to start off that second half, I want to say it was for St. Mary's, where they just kind of methodically did their thing and led their team down the field and Short punches, four yards here, five yards there, eight-yard burst here. And that's what St. Mary's wants to do. They're not an, a high-powered, explosive offense that's looking to score 30, 30 50 points a game. I'm sure it would be nice for them, but they're going to rely on their defense. They're going to rely on milking the clock, and that's what they were able to do a great job of on that drive. 
If they're able to do that all season, it's going to be a lot of success for Coach Porter on his going out tour. And obviously teams are going to scout this, and they might, they might know this is going to happen a bit more throughout the year, but I liked when Antoine Thomas was in the game kind of in that Wildcat set. The, you know, not-so-big freshman but plays with a big heart here at 5'11", 160 here today. He was in the quarterback conversation coming into the year as, I believe, just a thrower, but he coming out of the Wildcat four or five times here today showing why he's a really good athlete. And there is no doubt that this freshman that we that we had the pleasure of watching today, he's going to be a force in this league for years to come. So he, he was able to compete as a quarterback and try to get this job. He split some time at quarterback today. We thought we'd see him in there as just a runner, but it's clear. He can throw the football, and he's going to be the leader of this team at some point. I look forward to seeing him in even the slot position and just finding creative ways to get him the ball all year. He's a weapon. Oak Park splitting some time at quarterback as well. Most of the time it was Robert Solter who was the guy we really didn't expect coming into today to play a big role, but he was the starting quarterback and took most of the snaps. Rock Harris came in for a drive here or there, a guy that was uh, the JV quarterback last year. Any thoughts on what they might do going forward with those two? Hey, going forward, I think Coach Carter has an ongoing battle, which can be a very challenging thing for a coach and for a team when you don't, as a player, you don't truly know who your quarterback is going into the game. You got to get used to timing with each quarterback. So we saw some good things out of both quarterbacks. They have a lot of growth to do in terms of pocket presence, learning the game. We saw a lot of delay of game penalties, which brought the team down a little bit. But they got some things to look forward to and some tools to work with. Well, people ask me, what's a credit union? I tell them the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit. And you're not a customer, you're a member at a credit union. And with Alliance Catholic Credit Union members, share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic high school, like, like tonight, provide scholarships for Catholic League students, offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools as well. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more today. You can become a member online in just minutes at AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by the NCUA. Final score in this one, St. Mary's able to take a big-time victory here today over the Oak Park Knights. Back with more after this on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week postgame show continues next. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. Time to check some scores on your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard here tonight outside of the Catholic League. Rochester Adams with a little bit of a shocker here tonight in the fourth quarter. 
It's 35-17 to 17 over West Bloomfield. That's a West Bloomfield team that a lot of media people, uh, for what that counts for, has them as the number one team coming into this year again. Clarkston 29, Davison 26. That's also in the fourth. Our final score here today, 21-16, as Orchard Lake St. Mary's defeats Oak Park as well. But want to focus on Davison for a second before we get to a couple other scores. Davison, obviously a team that uh, Catholic Central will play next week, and that will be our game of the week in Novi. Both teams potentially coming off a first loss in week one, but a rematch of last year of the regional final. So that should be pretty exciting, huh? Yeah, definitely. it definitely will be. So, you know, anytime we get those two programs, very strong traditional football programs, we get them going against each other. They have great fans, great coaches. It's going to be a show. So look out for that next week. Speaking of a show, it seems like Brady Drogosh is putting on one here tonight. He played it a 52-yard touchdown pass to junior Chauncey Shaw. That's a new name for De La Salle, but they were up 38-13 to late in that game over Chicago St. Patrick. So St. Patrick being uh, minimized on the offensive side of things so far here tonight. Romeo 27, Oxford 13. That's also in the fourth quarter. North Farmington defeated Farmington 49-6 to tonight in that little border battle going on between those teams. Those scores for your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard report here tonight. St. Mary's picks up a big win in week one. Both of our Catholic League schools winning, Brother Rice and St. Mary's, and a little chatter kind of between us um, off the air. You know, Dylan asked, hey, who do you like better? Is it Rice or St. Mary's at this point? And Dylan likes Rice to this point, maybe a little bit more versatile on the offensive side. Yeah. That's one thing I think is their offense presents a lot of challenges for defenses. Um, And they played yesterday without their most explosive Mm -hmm. receiver. So just before this game today, I was watching the the matchup of Rice versus St. Mary's from last year. And I saw a Cole Lockinaria just all over the field in different slots making different plays. So I think they're going to get him back before this next time that St. Mary's and Brother Rice match up. And right now I'm thinking that Rice has the advantage there. And that's certainly going to be a matchup to watch as two teams that could be right there in the thick of things by league's end. Again, it was interesting to see that uh, Brother Rice was certainly picked fourth in the Central Division, but, you know, everybody's going to be mad in that poll because you have teams that are always competitive, just four teams with UAD dropping down in the last five years or so. So it's a a toss-up, certainly, who's going to be one through four. But I think especially this year, and you saw it last year as well, it should be a very competitive Central Division and beyond. We thank everybody for listening here today. Marcus Burns was our on-site engineer. Luke Hammett back in our WDTK studios in Ferndale. For my partner Dylan Dixon here today, I'm Jeremy Anna. We'll see you again next week for week two. See you then. Thank you for listening to the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. This broadcast is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and the Student Connection. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter 
at CHSL on WDTK. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.